Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Yes, sir. Happy Friday on The Monty Program. How the heck are you? Hope you made it through the week okay. We are doing just fine on this here program presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com slash blog to register for their blood drive that is coming up on Monday. It is an amazing event. They're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards once you donate. Who doesn't want free Amazon? Hook it up. UtahAdvocates.com slash blog. Register for the blood drive. The advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Chat with an attorney out live online for free at theadvocates.com. Uh, Jake, anything to talk about today or nah, kind of mm, out of fuel? Nah, we're, it's Friday, you know, not much happening. Like, you come know, on, dude. You know, uh, big, 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 big news uh, out of the big, big, big 12 and the soon not to be so big Pac-12 um today and it is i don't know if i can say that i'm surprised by this i in fact i am anything but surprised by this um and it is an update on the pac-12 tv situation is where we're going to start um sources close to the situation today told us that the pac-12 uh is at 22 million dollars per school per year and there are constructural problems with the agreement that they have in place. Uh, one of the main ones here is that ESPN will not pay now or later for San Diego State or SMU to join the conference. They are refusing to pay for non-P5 schools. And in fact, I am told they also balked at paying for any expansion in the Pac-12 without their consent. So it's an ugly situation. $22 million per year per school is a non-starter. It's $220 million a year, which it really, honestly, it is not even paper towel money uh, in big-time college athletics. And when you look at where the Pac-12 is now, they remain incredibly vulnerable. And I think one of the bigger issues is this, this situation with their guarantees and how many games will actually be televised. This is kind of where the rubber meets the road. Amazon and ESPN, as it was explained to us today, uh, are the two main players in the the Pac-12's new TV deal that they are trying to get done. It would afford them a guarantee of only two games a week broadcast. Two games a week because you have to remember now the Los Angeles market is no longer exclusive with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten who now the Pac-12 is going to have to compete with in that window which of course Peacock and NBC are going to have a game of the week which is going to be a late window game to compete with Pac-12 after dark. I am told today, (laughs) excuse me, by TV industry sources that the Pac-12 only has a guarantee of one game on Amazon and one game on ESPN based on the national schedule. ESPN has the option to add a second game to bring the conference to three games a week. This is not truly, this is not good. It is truly a disaster for the Pac-12. And it's something, Jake, that I think is not sustainable. This is not a TV deal in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not a TV deal. This is the end of the road, in my opinion. I mean, $22 million a year is embarrassing. I mean, that's just not, 
you're not going to survive on that. I mean, nobody is. And, and I think we need to stop saying, you know, that they'll figure it out or that, you know, somehow, some way they'll, they'll find a way to make ends meet. No, they really won't. That's just not enough money to, to support these schools. And in the situation to me is escalating, you know, this is not the same, this is not the same reporting uh that you were hearing a week ago even you know we we've been telling you that it's you know 25 million a year per school and that they were going to be level with what they've had and everything was going to be fine but 22 million that's light and i know it's only a three million you know dollar difference but you know going down when you're already at 25 just to me is is a a, a non-starter you, and then you haven't even gotten into what ESPN will take or, you know, what Amazon won't take or you how know many I mean? games will actually be on television. Yeah. yeah like, and, I, I just think you're in a bad space. And I think what you talked about yesterday, you know, with the with this bar situation. And can you imagine a Saturday night? And uh, again, I will say Salt Lake City walking into any any frat house, any any bar downtown, any pizza joint any burger joint with a TV and not seeing Utah football on TV. The Utah Utes are not guaranteed to have a game broadcast, which brings us to our next story um, in this. And that is that uh, we started digging today because The Athletic and CBS have a story out that say the four corner schools are again talking to the Pac-12. And those four corner schools, a lot of people have been asking on Twitter today, well, who are the four corner schools? It's Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. We were told point blank today that, in fact, the Utah Utes are in discussions to join the Big 12. How those discussions are happening, though, Jake, I think are very, very interesting. We were told today by high-level sources that BYU is, in fact, working behind the scenes at the behest of Brett Yormark in the Big 12 to, quote-unquote, pave a road for Utah to join the conference. We were also told directly today that there is a big hurdle, and that is that the administration at Utah does not view uh, the Big 12 as an academic fit for Utah. They really enjoy their relationship with the Pac-12 in that they are in there with some really heavy hitters academically. Obviously, USC and UCLA are two of those. But when you look at Washington, Oregon, you look at obviously Stanford and Cal who can compete academically with any institution in this country, Utah really enjoys that relationship. The issue is, again, what we've been talking about for months. You have academia trying to make decisions for sports teams, and that it, that's never going to end well. But we were told point blank today that BYU is working with the Big 12 to kind of pave the way for Utah to join the Big 12. I am told that Kyle Whittingham is, in fact, in favor of joining the Big 12. I am told that pretty much everything ath- athletically at the big at uh, Utah is in favor of joining the Big 12, but that administration does not see it as a fit. And I think this is a tragic, tragic parting of the ways philosophically for Utah because I think Utah is in a, a great place. I think the Utah Utes belong in the Big 12. I think it's a natural fit. Uh, when you talk about competition on the field of play, yes. I understand that, hey, you know what? Academically, it is, it is probably not where you want to be. I mean, the schools, in the, the schools in the Big 12 cannot compete with Stanford and Cal. And, and, and largely, they cannot compete with USC and UCLA. So I, I completely understand that. But Jake, I, I think this is a must move 
for the long-term viability of Utah athletics. Yeah, I, I just think that we can sit here and talk about getting A-pluses on tests and, you know, you know, having these amazing educational programs, but to me, that just isn't what pays the bills. Again, like, I... I love Utah, man. I, I love the program. I love Kyle Whittingham. I love what, what they have going on. But you, you're starting to see the chain of command come into effect. You're starting to see that a football coach can only go so far uh, at an institution like Utah. And I think that Utah is, is you know, right now with what we're hearing, in my opinion, is hurting itself because there's no reason not to make this move. I understand. I respect that you have educational standards, right? Like, I, I get it. I, I understand it. But you can't tell me that, you know, your educational standard is going to fall through the basement by joining the Big 12. I understand that, hey, the Big 12 can't compete with some of these schools academically um, that are in the conference. I totally respect that. But at the same time, what would you rather have? Would you rather be surrounded by some schools that maybe can't compete with you in the classroom, but you're making good money and you have a long-term you know, relationship and you have some stability uh, in the big? Or would you rather stay, you know, do really well in the classroom and constantly have to work with George Klyovkov on getting paid the proper amount uh, that, you know, Utah really is worth, in my opinion? That's where I struggle with this, man. Like, I don't feel like this is some difficult decision to make. I don't feel like this is some, you know, like, you know, you're, you're having to decide whether you're chopping your leg off or chopping your arm off. I really don't think it's like that. No, I, but I, I also think this is what makes somebody like a Notre Dame, who I think last year was ranked 18th in the country academically amongst big, you know, larger conference athletic departments. They're an independent. I think when you look at, you know, you look at the Big 12, you have a lot of, you have a lot of sub 100 schools in that conference. And I, 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 I think the, the, this constant conversation, this constant pull and tug about, you know, is it academics or are we valuing athletics? What's going to make <coughs> us money? What's going to make us reputation? I think academia doesn't care about TV rights contracts. I think they don't care about who wins a game. I think they don't care if Stanford ever wins another game. I think Utah would rather be in the Pac-12, a dying conference, you know, than I, like looking at the, the rankings in the Big 12. Like you look at Kansas, 121st in the country. Iowa State 127, UCF 137th. You look at Texas Tech 219th, West Virginia 234th academically. Like that's a tough pill to swallow when you you go to a conference like the Big 12 whose average rank academic or academically is 148th in the country, which is behind the <coughs> SEC. They're 53 spots back of the Pac-12 who when you look at Utah as 105th in the country, I mean, look at where that puts them in the, in the Big 12. That puts them fourth in the Big 12. You would now go from being middle of the pack of the Pac-12 academically to one of the best academic institutions in the Big 12, and I don't think Utah views that as being a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think as much as we all want to decry academia and we all want to decry um, you know, how these things work, you can't simply ignore it or brush it under the rug because it's reality. 
And I think at Utah, they highly, highly value academics. But it's not like they're 20th in the country in academics, with all due respect. No, like but you're it, 104th, it, it, it right? It helps when Stanford's third, mm-hmm. when Cal is 20th, when Washington's 55th, mm-hmm. right? That helps when, when you have Colorado, who's 97th, mm-hmm. when you have Arizona and Oregon and Utah 105th, they're all tied. And yes, Arizona State, Oregon State, and Washington State plummet at the bottom of this conference. But you you have you have all of these institutions here of the 10. I mean, your top seven are in the top 100 universities in the country. That's not nothing. And I, I think one of the things that we all lose sight of is just because we're football fans and we want Utah and, and BYU to play the Holy War every year for a conference championship, I just don't think, frankly, that... Utah cares. I, I really don't. I, I don't I don't think when you look at how the ship is run up on the hill that they they care very much to be in the same conference with an Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. with a West Virginia. I just don't think they care. I think they would fight if they had their druthers, you look at the at the the Big Ten or the ACC, the Big Ten is their average academic rank is fifty-sixth in the country, bro. Like that, you look at every member of the the Big Ten. All the way down to Nebraska, who's the exception, at 151. After that, it's Iowa is 83rd in the country. You have Penn State, then Michigan State, Indiana, Minnesota, 62nd academically. Who knew that? Northwestern, 10th, UCLA, 20th. Mm-hmm. Like you, you look at you know Southern California, 25th with Michigan. Right. It's awfully, it's a, I mean, it, I think most of us can at least acknowledge. I understand It's a it. tough pill to swallow. I understand it. I still think it's kind of silly though, if I'm being honest. And it's my opinion. And hey, maybe yeah. I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm up in the night. But you can't, in college administration, it's not good enough just to say, well, yeah, you know what? Our football program that won the Pac-12 two years in a row and, you know, is doing amazing things, even though they can't recruit skill positions really well, like even though they're playing with one hand tied behind their back most games, like even though all of that, we don't care about any of that. We're more we're more concerned about getting A's on our Scantrons. That's what I have a problem with, man. Like this is what we do in our society. Tell me I'm wrong, right? Like, yeah. hey, we, I don't care that you're, that I could help you, Kyle Whittingham. I don't care about that. Right, we're more concerned about making sure that we get good grades. That's that's what we're that's what we're concerned about. And if that is indeed what ends up happening, because there's no guarantee of what will happen, right? Like this is very much new reporting. This is very much a, an evolving situation. So there's no guarantee of of they will stay or they will go. But to me, it's like if you do stay, you're telling me everything I need to know, which is football is not a priority at Utah. And, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But it means you also fall down the ladder a little bit in the hierarchy of what of of what's talked about in this town and what's talked about in this state. Because I, I and maybe I overvalue BYU, and I, I should probably I think BYU's eighty second or something. Um, but when I look at BYU as a as an academic institution, they're eighty ninth. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's not terrible. That is in fact higher than Utah. You know, you look at it. The problem is your average rank in the Big 12 is 148th. Mm-hmm. It matters. It, it, and, yeah. 
I mean, I, I guess I'm beating a dead horse but, with but it. Ac- academia it matters, man. Yeah, and, and I don't think anyone's saying it doesn't matter, right? Like, I, like, my opinion isn't that it doesn't matter. It obviously matters. But what I struggle with is like, okay, yeah, on one hand, we're going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, F Stanford, F Cal, F these schools that, that can't compete on the, on, the, on the football field. They don't have anyone going anyway. You see the farm the last 10 years? It's empty, right? But then on another hand, what we want to say is, oh, well, they're third in the nation academically, Stanford is, which is an incredible achievement that really, you know, just as it should be respected like Carol did, like it's an incredible achievement and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But but at the same time, we can't then say, oh, well, we're going to stay in the pack, even though we've been ripping them on the football field for the yeah. last 10 years, dude. Like this is classic Pac-12 behavior, in my opinion. This is what... I know this conference for. Well, I'll also say that um, I'll also say that I, I look at no. I meant open the door. I'm boiling. Oh. Uh, I look at <laughs> I look at where we're at in the Big Twelve. I think this is a stroke of genius by Brett Yormark, and I'll, I'm happy to do it right now. I need to eat some crow on the Big Twelve because we have talked about uh, on this show this week, to much to the ire of of many of you who watch that. We felt like the the Big 12 was was just slightly better off. If Brett Yormark is able to pull off this kind of coup, the, the Big 12 solidifies itself for a decade. I mean, if Brett Yormark is able to grab the four corner schools, which The Athletic and, and CBS Sports, Dennis Dodd, are reporting, uh, are talking to um, the Big 12, I, I mean, it's, it's nothing short of a coup. We can tell you uh, from sources exclusively here on the Monty Show that Brett Yormark is not doing a lot of these conversations directly. This goes to BYU talking to Utah. This goes to a lot of back-channeling, using the relationships that he knows exist in his conference between, again, a BYU and a Utah to recruit, to bring those guys in, to say, hey, what are we looking at? What are the issues? What do we need to get this done? What's it going to take to get you to, to jump with, you know, come over to the conference, Arizona, Arizona State. Hey, Colorado, what's it going to take to get you to join the Big 12? Those conversations are happening, and the thing that's so brilliant about it is Brett Yormark doesn't have to be the hero. This is the big difference between Yormark and George Klyovkov. I think for a lot of months and months now, George Klyovkov has tried to be a hero. Brett Yormark has tried to be an operator, a guy that maneuvers behind the scenes. He is delegating some really high-level conversations to people that he knows has strong relationships I can tell you Colorado's a great example of this. He's using relationships from the past to try and bring Colorado back into the fold. He's using Tom Homo as a conduit to figure out, hey, what's it going to take at Utah? What's it going to take to get that done? Does it ever happen? I don't know. But it certainly feels like Utah is has made a decision, at least a good portion of people at Utah want to join the Big 12. Academics are standing in the way. Can that change? I don't know. Is, is it something that George Kalyovkov can control? It's absolutely out of his control. But what it tells me is this is the difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. You have somebody sitting at the top of the Big 12 that's an operator, that's a negotiator, that understands strengths and weaknesses, and it's what I say all the time. Brett Yormark versus George Kalyovkov. One guy understands who he is, and where he is, and where he's trying to go. And I can tell you today, we were told directly by sources right in the middle of the Pac-12 situation that the Pac-12 is splintered. This situation where they're at $22 million 
And now they've found out this four corners situation. They're going to have a Hail Mary meeting next week at the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas. That's going to be their last best hope of keeping this thing together. It's interesting to note, though, that I wonder if Ray Anderson spoke out of turn uh, on sports radio in Arizona last week when he talked about how, Jake, this this deal uh, would keep the conference together because I don't see any way, shape, or form that $22 million is keeping them together. Yeah, and, and you know, in that, when he went on you know, the radio in Phoenix and talked about this, that very same day we had a conversation right here on this program that you're watching right now, and we talked about the fact that he didn't name George Klyovkov by name. He didn't herald this deal. He didn't say that this deal was some incredible, you know, feat of nature by George Klyovkov. That's what did he right. say? He said, yeah, it doesn't, it, it's not reaching the the expectation that was set previously. You know, some of those 40, maybe even $50 million remarks that George made very early in his tenure in the Pac-12. But that, hey, you know, it doesn't reach those expectations, but hey, we're still together as a conference and we expect a media rights deal to get done soon. You know, they even put out this statement that, you know, we all know was kind of a joke. Like, you know, you, you look at this thing and it's just, it, it just reeks, it smells, it has an odor of, of fantasy land. That, that's the problem with this type of thing from the Pac-12. So whether it's Ray Anderson, this kind of statement, like for me, it's all in the same pile because at the end of the day, Brett Yormark's just better than you. And and if Utah wants to sit in the Pac-12 and wants to sit on its high horse education, be my guest. But you know what you're not going to be? A national champion. You're not going to be one of the best football teams in this country over the course of the next decade. And, and the reason for that has nothing to do with Kyle Whittingham. It has nothing to do with the efforts put forth by the athletic program at, at Utah. And that's the really sad part. You're essentially taking, you know, uh, Kyle Whittingham's power away from him because if you're going to sit here in a bad conference that doesn't have distribution, it doesn't have media, kids can't tell their parents, hey, yeah, mom and dad, I'm going to be on ESPN. I'm going to be on Fox. I'm going to be on CBS week in and week out. Hey, by the way, instead of going to Utah, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go to Ole Miss or I'm going to go to a mid-tier SEC team because I know that at least then I'll be on ESPN every week. I know that Jimmy the Scout, who's coming to see me from New York City, you know, he's going to be able to check me out on TV. At least I know that. That's why Utah is going to struggle. And that's why I think Tom Homo and BYU deserve a lot of credit for setting their pride aside. Not that Tom Homo is known as an incredible, prideful guy, but you have to admit, they've set their pride, their, you know, quote-unquote rivalry aside, and they're trying to get something done here. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and I, I think it is, it's pretty remarkable. All of this today is, is I mean, it's just an avalanche of news. And I, I think a lot of it is because guys like Stuart Mandel and Dennis Dodd have really put in a lot of legwork on this story. Mm-hmm. They've worked very, very hard um, to make sure that that the truth comes out, because I also think we've had a crazy amount of of you know hearsay and you know just ridiculous rumor mongering on Twitter that simply is is just not true, and it's been a real struggle. I can tell you to to get good information, which is why we don't report things every day because there's just not there simply is just not something to say every single day. But yet you have people putting out misinformation. I I can't say enough about what the Athletic and CBS Sports have done on this story. Mm-hmm. It's truly been remarkable. Here on the Monty Show as we talk about breaking news today, um, really 
I, I, this is not surprising at all. Yeah. That the Pac-12 is at $22 million per school per year on a five-year deal that predominantly I think is, I, I mean, it's underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think it is. I think saying it's a death knell to the Pac-12 is strong, but I think it is incredibly damaging to the, to the long-term viability of this conference. And you tag that with this story where, you know, sources in the TV industry told us they're looking at two and on good weeks, three games max being broadcast. That's a real killer because it very much limits your exposure and it limits the windows those games can be played in. (laughs) You're looking at Friday night and Saturday night, and that's Mm -hmm. it. And as the Pac-12 has found out the hard way, Friday night football is not great. It's not something that you want to be a part of because your numbers are much smaller. Um, And then you hear the story that, yeah, the uh, Big 12 is using relationships and back channels uh, to recruit teams in the the Pac-12. And one of those relationships that's being leveraged right now is BYU and Utah working very closely together. BYU, you know, really trying to find out and and really working constructively with Utah to find out what is it going to take to get Utah to move to the Big 12. Because hey I, I do think that BYU, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado makes a really nice Mountain West region. And whether you want to call that a Western Conference, whatever you want to refer to that as, mm-hmm. it certainly is a good fit. It certainly is a moneymaker for the Big 12. And when you look at BYU and Utah, that's a big draw. That is a big draw. And if you have BYU and Utah in this conference, and furthermore, I'll say, you put Utah football in this conference a year from now, I think there's a real good chance that they're they're going to be contenders for the top of this conference right out of the gate. Yeah, it's like that springboard effect, right? I mean, it's and it goes both ways. I feel like this is the whole this is the whole turnover concept in the NBA, right? Like if you can if you can add Utah to this conference, you're basically launching them forward, right? You're get you're you're essentially paving the way for them to be at the top yes. of the of the the college football playoff uh, competition, right? Because they're going to be in a conference that they can athletically compete with. All the guys are coming back. We already know that, you know, and and so to me, it's like you're going to have a situation where you've got your boys back. You've got the same team back, the Pac-12 championship caliber team that can go out and play with anybody. And and for me, I just think it's such a shame. And and again, like it's not any, any shade towards the educational side of this conversation, but it's just incredible to me that you would turn down this type of opportunity because if you turn this down, and you stay in the pack, and the pack burns to the ground, and then you have to go to the Mountain West, you're an idiot. Like, I will yeah. not have nice things to say if Utah finds its way to the Mountain West somehow because it didn't have another option. Because think about it. If 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 the Big 12 expands, and Utah's not part of that expansion, we already know the Big 10 doesn't want you. We already know the SEC's not interested. We already know you're not going to the ACC. That's That's just not... That's just not realistic. That's not like, you know, whether we're talking about flights or affiliation or anything, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So the Big 12 is your ticket. It is the yellow brick road. It is the escape patch. It is your your path to success. But you're really telling me that you're not going to take the the the, the you know, the the last best exit on the freeway because you want to maintain, you know, your your super god level educational standard. Like, it bothers me. Uh, are you me, telling dude. me you're not getting off the freeway like, because on, you bro. think you're in an airplane? Like, I mean, it, it, the I understand it at Utah. I totally understand it. Let's get your comments in here. Uh, I know we have uh, bloviated for quite some time now. 
Uh, Jake Gordon, who's a member of the program, says, wow, 11 minutes in and 40 likes. Uh, where are we at on the program today? Uh, we have 1,000 views. We're at 62 likes. If everybody, if all 512 of you hit the like button right now, uh, that would be amazing. Please consider it. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Patrick Boren, Stanford and Cal are going nowhere unless it's the Big Ten. I would agree. I would agree. I, th- I honestly think Stanford would rather not have athletics than join the Big 12. But, like, isn't that the other side of the conversation? Okay, Utah, you want to stay in the pack? What happens when Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal go to the Big Ten? Who's laughing now? I, that's a tough one. Right? Like, but, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not this conversation isn't just a matter of what you want to do for no. your own sake. No, it's not. This is a conversation about, hey, what are other institutions in this conference that still somehow exist? What are they going to do? Because if the Big Ten comes calling with 50 a year, it's over. That's a great like, point. It's over, bro. Because you, you, I mean, these schools are all going to wind up in a conference. I mean, is it a smaller conference? Is it a conference that really acts as a dump truck and just kind of picks up all the scraps? Maybe. But if you're Washington State and Oregon State, I don't know what you do here. I Because Cal can at least stand on its academics. If right. you're Oregon State and Washington State, what are you going to do here? I don't know because... <clears throat> You're in smaller markets. The sad thing is, look at Oregon State, what they're doing with their facilities right mm-hmm. now. Fantastic renovation at Research Stadium. Like, I mean, that fan base is fabulous. Yes. You know, the, the, the folks in Pullman, Washington, at Washington State are fabulous. But perception's reality. Washington State and Oregon State are small brands. You know, Arizona's a basketball powerhouse that, that I think... I was told today that Arizona would love to jump to the Big 12. Well, because it makes sense. Yes. Right? It makes perfect. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, the more I, the more I, because we've only had this news for, I don't know, maybe, you know, a couple hours here. Like, it's all happened today really fast. One and o'clock, so, the, th- the thing went off the rails, frankly. Yeah, one o'clock mountain time. And so, you know, the more I put my head into this thing and the more I really chew on it and think about it and mull it over, I, I understand. Like I said, I respect that they want to keep an educational standard, but... I guess maybe I don't understand well enough what it really at the end of the day is going to cost you to be surrounded by the Oklahomas of the world from an educational standpoint, where I'm not talking about athletics, educational standpoint, what really is it going to cost you? Because this whole concept that all of a sudden you hit a switch and now the big 12 logo is painted on your football field and on your baseball field. And you're telling me by doing that, all of a sudden your education, you know, standard and execution at the U on the Hill, all of a sudden plummets? Well, no, obviously not. Obviously their standard at their university isn't just going to fall off a cliff. So I guess my question would be, you know, what really do you lose? Because if it really just is a pride thing, then I then I have a huge problem yeah. with that, dude. I have a big problem with that. Paul McNaught says, I don't have a problem with the U joining the Big 12, but it irks me that BYU is helping the U join after getting kicked in the sack by the U back a decade ago in past conference realignments. I, I don't know that... I, I think BYU was always done in the Mountain West. Now, I was talking to a BYU guy about this the other day. It's not as though Utah said, okay, little brother, you stay here in this little conference. BYU was, I think BYU was restless to begin with in the Mountain West, and I think they wanted out. I I don't think it was a thing where Utah just pulled a ripcord and was like, I'll come into the Pac-12, but you don't bring BYU. You're a dude. You know, like, I think it was more the Pac-12 saying, screw the Mormons. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, I think, well, well, 
Sunday play. And what's this honor code thing with God your bless. with your non-caffeinated beverage? Like that's what I feel like the Pac-12 did. Yeah. I don't think Utah did that. I think Utah just didn't do anything to fight for Utah. Or to, Utah didn't do anything to fight for BYU. I don't think BYU is fighting for Utah. You know what I think BYU is doing? BYU is being very smart business people here. And BYU, again, if you're just tuning in on the show, what Paul is referencing um, is a source told us today that the Big 12 is using relationships to, quote, pave the way for expansion. Um, and that the BYU is working with Utah uh, on a Big 12 invitation, that BYU's been involved in those conversations, and that academically, it's a, it's a, it's a no-go right now today. Um, but Kyle Whittingham and just about everybody else at the top of the athletic food chain at Utah has signed off, which is interesting, by the way, because as Jake talked about, you know, you have this tweet from Mark Harlan all those months <laughs> ago now saying, we're not leaving. But now all of a sudden you're leaving. And I think when you look at what BYU's role here is, I don't think you have to like it. Mm -hmm. It's just the reality of the way the business of sports works. Is it better for BYU to have Utah in the Big 12? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Is it better for, the, for Utah to be in the Big 12? I'm telling you it is. I'm telling you it is. Academically, I agree. It's a tough road to hoe. You're going into the top of the conference ath academically. But athletically, I mean, you're going to compete. I mean, Utah women's basketball, even though they went out in the first round of the tournament or whatever that was, they <coughs> lost last night. And basketball-wise, and, and by the way, I'm glad I just said that out loud. One of the other parts of this conversation I think is so important is the next big jump revenue-wise is college basketball. Because one of the things that I think Fox is trying to do, and we've seen this throughout their negotiations, Fox is partnering with ESPN and people don't want to have this conversation, but <laughs> you better take note of this, that Fox and ESPN are not adversaries. ESPN has had a significant shift in tone within the marketplace. Right. And that they're looking for partnerships. They're looking for, you know, ways to liaison. Right. And, and basketball with Fox is a perfect example. What did you say to me this morning in the car? Hey, did you see that story where ESPN is trying to get every live sporting game available in the ESPN app? Basically, what ESPN wants to do in the big picture, and this isn't just specific to you know our conversation today about the Pac-12. What ESPN wants to do is they want a consumer to, to be able to say, okay, the ESPN app is on my phone. I just got a notification that Game 7 of the World Series is on FS1. And what ESPN wants you to do as a consumer, what they want you to be able to do as a consumer is through the ESPN app, click on that banner notification that comes across your, your smartphone and view it. Pull it up right like that. And what they're going to do is they're going to take a cut of all their subscription revenue. That's right. And they're going to pay that to whoever that end unit is. And in my example, Fox. But this could be the Masters on CBS. This could be whatever, right? Whatever the outlet is. They're going to take a cut of that, of the membership revenue they get on ESPN Plus, and they're going to send that to that to that provider they're, because they're obviously getting views through their app, which brings them advertising dollars. So basically, everybody wins. So in this concept of what we're talking about today, you can imagine if you had, you know, the, the, the best college basketball matchup in the Big 12 is on Fox, let's say. But I'm an ESPN person. I don't even have the Fox app on my phone, right? 
ESPN is going to send out that notification and say, hey, we're in clutch time, five minutes left in, you know, Kansas, whoever, check it out right now. I click that, I view the game. Hey, buddy over here gets a cut. Fox would get a cut yeah, in that case. ESPN sends Fox a dollar. Yeah. So uh, that's the whole concept. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's because nobody watches the Fo Go Fox or Fox Go app or whatever it's called. Yeah, Fox right? like, Garbage. That's yeah, what it's called. Nobody watches that. Yeah. I think it's a, a stroke of genius. Greg Hawkins, our, our resident Utah expert and a member of the show, uh, responds to Paul and says, BYU actively worked to leave the Mountain West and was planning on leaving before Utah got the invite. So I don't think that line of reasoning is legitimate. And I agree with you, Greg. But let's say, but and on Paul's point, the, the thing I wanted to say about that is, let's say Utah was being a, just a complete asshat about it, and they were hating on BYU, and they were doing what everybody always characterizes, you know, what every BYU fan says Utah does them, which is, you know, wants the worst for them. Let's say that was the case, even though it wasn't. But let's say it was the case. That was 10 years ago, bro. Ten years ago doesn't matter now. Yeah. What matters now is what benefits BYU and their institution, and really the Big Twelve in the big picture. Yeah, man, you guys are unbelievable. I, I I'm trying to read as many comments as I can. Um, I I would I just am so thankful that you guys are all here and and liking and commenting. Josh the Baller says smash. Yeah. The like button, y'all. I appreciate that. CKS says Big Twelve would add the three AAU schools to go along with Kansas. Well, I mean, you know. Uh, Gary says, mad respect to the Cougs pulling those strings on the back end. That's what I mean. If like, the, they deserve but, credit. But if the Cougs don't pull it, who's going to pull it? I mean, you know, like uh, Greg Hawkins uh, says, everyone in this chat who is saying uh, that needs to understand that Utah is not going to the Mountain West Conference any more than BYU is. My, you, you guys, Utah is not going to the Mountain West. I... Listen, with all due respect to what the Mountain West is doing, bless them. They are working hard. Their new commissioner's kicking ass. The Utah Utes are not going to the Mountain West. They are not going to the Mountain West, period. Yeah. There, there's just, there would be no, if you think, how do I, how do I say this correctly, Jake? If you think the Mountain West at, academically is a, is a better fit, then the Big 12, I think you're, you're, you're crazy. And my, and my point with that, because I talked about that a little bit earlier in today's program, what I was talking about is if Utah stays in the Pac-12 and then Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal go to the oh Big God, 10. The average academic rank of the Mountain West yeah. is 226. Yeah, I mean, Mount, the Mountain West is, is just not an option for oh, Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah's going to the Mountain What are you talking but hear, about? But hear me out on this. It, the, the reason I brought up the Mountain West, it would be in a doomsday you know, ripcord scenario where you your pride got in the way and you didn't go to the Big 12. You stayed in the pack. You wrote out this this $22 million a year, you know, distribution deal that's on deck and almost ready to be done here. And in year two, let's say, or year three is an example, you know, you have Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal bounce to the Big 10 and basically leave, what would that be, six schools left or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that'd be, five schools left. And then the conference basically dissolves. And so Utah's got to figure out, okay, where are we going? Now, obviously, at that time, the Big 12 would still be an option, I would guess. I mean, I don't think that Brett Yormark all of a sudden is just going to say no to an institution like Utah. But yeah. the reason I brought up the Mountain West is because at that point, you wouldn't have anywhere else to go because the SEC doesn't want you. The Big 10 doesn't want you. That's right. You're not joining the ACC. That's right. So that's why I was saying the Mountain West is really not an option. 
But if everything burned to the ground in two years, then the Mountain West becomes an option. That That's the thing. And Donuts says, Pack, the Ivy League of the West, football-wise, how did that turn out? It didn't. Seriously. It didn't. McKinley Cutler, a member of the program. McKinley, how are you? As a BYU fan, it is genuinely disappointing that the leaders at Utah are so against joining the Big 12. It is. It is, but... Again, I, I and I, I have a lot of love for Utah, man. Like I, I, you know, I've I know a lot of Utah. I was talking to several Utah al- alumni today. Jake and I were on the phone with a couple of guys, and they're dying for this school right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the alumni that we spoke to today are are heartbroken because I think everybody viewed this Pac-12 move by Utah as as a a not a savior, but you know, I, I think it was this move that was going to cement the legacy of the Utes forever. Mm-hmm. And all it's done is erode that because if we're being really honest, Utah is not a power player in the Pac-12. The back-to-back conference champion, back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances, clearly, in my opinion, the best football program in the conference. Stay hard! And they're, they're not, a de, they're not a, is decision maker the right word? Probably. You've got some of the best talent in the conference you, you look at what's coming back this year with Brant Keithy or you look at it. I mean, you look at these guys. Yes. And I just feel like they deserve better because they're phenomenally talented performers and nobody gets to see their games. Yeah. We When we were in Hawaii, we had the struggle to find Utah and Florida on the TV because it wasn't on, you know, like a major easily to, like to find television. It's frustrating to me. Even even against an SEC opponent in a game that came down to a final possession, it, it was just frustrating to have to, to lurk Hunt. around for it. You know, you, you look at all of the, the things that BYU football has accomplished under Kyle Whittingham. This should be Ohio State. This should be USC. This should, this should be, you know, think of your second tier teams. There's mm-hmm. in, in the SEC. I mean, you're not Alabama. You're not. You should have been. You're not TCU. Georgia. You should have been TCU. There's no reason you can't be TCU. There's. Yeah. You're, you're you're a better football program than blue bloods like Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. But nobody knows that. Nobody agrees with that. Nobody sees that because you're on Pac-12 networks. So you get to the Big 12, let's say. And I, I, I honestly, I think it's 70-30 Utah winds up in the Big 12. That's just my opinion. Nobody's telling me that. I think it's 70-30 they wind up in the Big 12. And I, I honestly think it could happen sooner than later. But you put Utah in the Big 12, they're instantly competing at the con- top of the conference. Yes. I think they are instantly college football playoff eligible mm-hmm. because you look at Utah, I, I, I just think they're better than the top probably two or three teams in this conference. I don't know what that was out of Oklahoma State last year. Maybe I put Oklahoma State too high up in my my belief system. Yeah. But I have to believe that Oklahoma State, I have to believe that K-State's going to remain where they are. I have to believe that TCU, Sonny Dykes has done a lovely job at TCU. Yes. I can't see them falling off of a cliff. I just I, I just can't see it. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, McKinley, as a, uh, as a uh, Utah fan, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you, as Utah fans, are you disappointed that Utah is is likely not the best, doesn't believe they're the best fit in the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, let's just let's just characterize this as what it is, in my opinion. Are you disappointed Utah is being stubborn? Because that's what they're being right now. You're being stubborn. You're 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 saying well, you're saying, hey, we we won't 
at a minimum, right? If we just take the opinion out of it, no matter what you think of the Big 12 on the football field or academically, just at a minimum with where the business side of this conversation's at, hey, you're saying that you will refuse to join a conference be, you know, and, and get mm. that long-term reliability because you're being stubborn. That That's what this is. And and I know we can characterize it as, hey, they think that they're, uh, they're above the Big 12's academic standard. That might be true. And I think I'm Jesus Christ. That doesn't deter me from making the right decision, man. You gotta, you have to look at this and say, dude, like, we've got one of the best coaches in the country. Our guys are coming back. We could be really healthy from a financial standpoint if we join the Big 12. And, yep. and, and I know they're not getting 50 a year on the TV deal, but if you go to the college football playoff through the path the Big 12 provides you, like, you're going to make more money. And, yeah, your basketball program is going to get slapped in the bag in the, in the Big 12 its first couple of seasons. We know that. But you're going to make up for that on the football field. And that's why I think it's a crying shame that this is even really a conversation. Like, I would love the conversation to be, hey, Tom Homo's working with Utah. Utah's open to it. They just got to figure out, like, you know, logistically what it looks like, how this process even works. How long is it going to take to put up right. a Big 12 country billboard? Yeah. Like, you know, these you know little I mean? logistical things. Yeah, how long is it going to take to 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 get the Pac-12 logo, you know, cleaned off the grass up at the U? Like, you know, what do we got to do? New stickers for the helmets. Right? Like, that's, like, so that's you what know. I'm saying. Like, if these guys would just come to their senses and make the correct decision, today's show is but titled... They, but they think they are making the correct well, and, and i think this is but it's something you have to respect yeah. i mean you, you're your whole life is not our whole life is watching utah football utah oregon utah florida like byu and Oregon. like that's our life that's what we do these are people who grade tests and read papers and and don't play intramurals yeah, brother they like profess Pythagorean theorems. Like, like, Stop telling me about isosceles triangles and start telling me how you're life, making money. But that's their life, and they're not struggling to make money. They don't care about athletics. I think that's important. I mean, they, they in, in my opinion, and this is, again, this is just my opinion, I think they care about bucked up energy, and I think they know that bucked up energy is the, the absolute best energy drink on the Monty show. Yes. Because it is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Cheers, my friends at Bucked Up. Uh -huh. uh, they're all out at the Arnold in Ohio because Bucked Up is an industry-leading brand, folks. That's why we're partnering with them. They're one of the great entrepreneurial stories in the state of Utah. And right now, click the link in the description below. You can get three free samples. If you're a workout guy, if you are a low-stim workout guy and you want what less you caffeine... Bash? If you're a pre-workout guy and you need to be slapped in the bag first thing in the morning because you're groggy, they'll give you whatever samples you want, three <laughs> of them for free, and they're going to give you the best shaker cup you have ever had. The bucked up shaker I had it this morning at the gym. It's phenomenal. It's got a post attached to the lid where the blender balls are so they don't fall out and roll all over the floor in your kitchen or go down the garbage disposal. It is the best shaker cup you will ever own Get it for free right now in the description. Click the free sample link below. Get it hooked up. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. By the way, if you go to buckedup.com, you can use promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase. That's only good at the website, buckedup.com. If you go to any Bucked Up store in the great state of Utah, tell them you heard about them on the Monty Show. They'll give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. But I would tell you right now, don't take my word for it. Get the free samples and shaker. 
Click the link in the description below. Whew. Okay. A fierce, Straight rager. A fierce 45 minutes. Uh, let's, uh, let's finish the hour with your comments because I see a lot of you commenting. Tanner Plummer, a member of the show, says, Greg Hawkins, how do you want Utah to do? Uh, what do you want Utah to do? Excuse me. Greg Hawkins said, I want Utah to join the Big 12. Christopher Shannon says, Oregon can make it as an independent. You, you would have no schedule, no disruption of your games. Can't make it. I can't read. Uh, Oregon can't make it as an independent. Independence is not an option. Mm -hmm. BYU is truly the most successful independent program outside of Notre Dame. I think BYU is the most successful independent program ever. Program. Scheduled big, beat big games on their schedule. Like, I think they kicked ass as an independent. And they struggled to do it. Right? So, right now, I don't think that you can sit here and say, oh, well, Oregon and Utah and Washington, all of them should go independent. Mm -hmm. That's just not an option. That's not viable for people like Oregon and Washington and Utah. Yeah, I think it's a cute idea. Right? Like, we, we all say, oh, well, BYU and Notre Dame did it. Why can't Oregon do it? Phil Knight's got the Nike money. Oh, that's the first you know thing I mean? you always hear. Right? Phil Knight's got the Nike yeah, money. Like, independence is not some easy road, man. Like, it's no. just not. No, it's not. Matt Ritson gives us a $5 tip to say, while Pac-12 commissioners stay at the Bellagio Hotel, the rest of the Pac-12 stays in terrible hotels or Motel 6s in Vegas. Well, well you know what, you guys? I don't know how to break it to you. Next week is one of the biggest Pac-12 basketball tournaments in history mm -hmm. because they are going to have significant in-person meetings. Hey, guys. And I can't remember if I said this earlier, but communication in the, the Pac-12 right now is really heated. And usually the way that communication is flowed around the conference is, hey, George Klyovkov works very closely with the executive committee led by Washington President Kase. She kind of distributes the information and they have groups, each president, there's three presidents on the executive committee. They each have a group of schools that they communicate with. Nobody talks to SC or UCLA anymore because they're out. But conversations became heated. Conversations became indifferent mm -hmm. in certain cases because you don't have a president in Oregon. You don't, you have a new president in Oregon state. Right? Okay. But you have schools like Washington and Oregon that are still trying to forge forward and fight for what they believe in. But the issue also becomes that they all believe in and want different things. So there are fights and there are arguments. And there is not a unification. There is not leadership. George Klyovkov is not a leader. President Kase is too worried about what she has going on at Washington to unify and lead the conference. So there's a leadership vacuum. Come on, and man. Anytime you have a leadership vacuum, dude, you're in trouble because you're just going to have ships following the current. And I think that's a lot of where Utah is right now in this yeah. whole in this whole process. And then you throw into that the middle of that that what are they fighting about? A $22 million per school deal, <coughs> which is now less than half of what they were promised six months ago by George Klyovkov. Because it's garbage. Who promised them a $50 million payday that's never coming. Yeah. Not coming. And I'd be and, upset about that. And by the way, then you throw on the kerosene on top of the fire that ESPN has told George Klyovkov and the Pac-12, we will not pay for San Diego State and SMU. They're not... They are not va of value to us as a P5 member. So now you're right back at square one because should we 
expand? Well, if we expand, it's not going to make us more money. So why are we going to expand and split the pie when we're not going to get more money for it? Hell okay, no. should we sign a new TV deal? Well, half the conference says hell no because it's $22 million per school for five years. Hell no. You're, I mean, your five-year payout is what the Big Ten's getting in one year. Think, <laughs> let that register. Dude. So let's call it because if, if you're in the Big 12 right now, I think you're probably getting... I would probably realistically say $50 million a year is going in your pocket from the TV rights deal, bull payouts, all, you know, all of when that it's revenue. All said and done. When it's all yeah. said and done, all I think done. Each, each big 12 school will get $50 million in the PAC 12. I think you would be happy to get 30 to $35 million total. That's yeah. just not sustainable, man. It's not. And again, I'll go back before I read more comments. I'll go back to what I said a minute ago. Why is there so much money being paid out in the in the Big 12? Because look how many teams are going to put in the NCAA tournament. You're welcome. A lot. Yeah. That's worth money now, right? You look at at you know UCLA or Arizona in the in the Pac-12, but you have half the conference in the top 25 in the Big 12. Yeah. You have a school like Michigan that's now on the outside looking in in the Big 10. Like, there's no doubt about the Big 12 is the big boy in college basketball right now. And I think that's where you're going to see a lot of income coming in. And then when the new deal comes in, you're going to get a lot more of your big 12 basketball games on TV. So recruiting's not going to go down. It's going to go way up. Money's not going to, money's not going to go down. It's going to go way up. Like you, you are now in this position and this is why everybody's going to say, Oh, you flip flopped again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you if this comes to fruition and if these four corner schools Join the Big 12. It's a stroke of genius by Brett Yormark. It is. I'm for real. It's, it's an unbelievable move. I'm for real. It's an unbelievable move. Facts. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe, who's a member of the program, says lots of bag slapping happening in Bet today's show. you weren't show. expecting this one. Yeah, seriously. Riley O'Brien. Hey, Monty. What's up, Riley? Good to see you. Ray Wilkes says $22 million is more than the Ivy League is making right now. Ooh. Hey, you start talking shit. Dude, seriously. <laughs> Uh, Greg Hawkins, C, saying Utah hasn't won an OOC for years. Uh, years line is kind of misleading. 2020, no OOC. 2021, Ohio State. 2022, Florida at, uh, at the Swamp and Penn State. Out of conference game. Well. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think that Utah can beat anybody in the country on, yeah. any, on any given weekday. Any week in the season, they can win Dude, every you game. Put, you, put, you put Brant Keithy and Cam Rising... Along with, you know, a Yasmin, let's say, and along with the stable of backs that they have, yeah. you're, you're in a good place. I'm not saying that they're Georgia or Alabama, but what I am saying is they're, you know, they're damn near the best of the rest, if, if that makes sense. So I'm, I, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I know I get fired up about this educational piece, but it's just a crying shame. Like, I live here, yeah. bro. Like, we're in Salt Lake City doing this program right now. Like, seeing the youth suffer is brutal. It's tough. It's absolutely tough, man, and, and it. I don't know how you fix it. And I'm not even from Utah, right? Like, we're not even from Salt Lake City, and I want to see Utah do well. Yeah. Man, you guys are unbelievable with the, the uh, comments today. Thanks so much for all your comments. Uh, Steve Blake McCluskey. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said Steve Blake McCluskey. Otherwise known as the mayor of Montytown. Says, I absolutely love Utah to be in the Big 12. It's why I love college football. Rivalries are what it's all about. Y'all feel me? Thank you. Exactly right. Having Utah in the same conference 
Would be awesome. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, dude, we deserve the Holy War every year. Uh, Micah says, time for your mark to give a set date to come into the Big 12 or they're, uh, they're all left out. There's no such thing as left yeah, out. Yeah, sorry, bro. It doesn't work that way. He'll take them tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, a month from tomorrow. He'll take them. Uh, Matt Hartley says, I make money by showing people's isosceles triangles. Hey, that, I mean, that's a hell of a way to make a living, bro. I, I you know. By the way, by no, the way, bro. it should be said, I know we're reading comments. If you are a member of this channel... You had this information like four hours ago, bro. You did. You did. By the way, you should hit the membership button. Hit the join button um, on the channel. It's $9.99 a month. And I can tell you in our members-only Instagram chat, which is where we drop all of our big news, uh, we dropped that at 1.30-something. Uh, we dropped that in there. So I would tell you, hey, $9.99 a month gets you all of this Pac-12, Big 12 information before anybody else. It gets you all of our NBA trade stuff before anybody else. Hook it up. Um, by the way, our our huge Big 5-0 birthday bash. Dude, this thing is crazy. Now. Lit, dude. This it thing is, is crazy. Lit. Between the miniature golf course, it's gonna it's six holes of indoor golf. Including a Plinko hole. Yes. And a ski ball hole. Yes. The PXG guy is going to be here with PXG putters. If you want a custom built putter for you, he'll hook it up. Dude, our, we're giving away a free um, season pass to Canyons Golf up in Park City. Like, this thing's going to be amazing. It is next Friday. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Would love to see you guys there. David uh, Sebesta. Says Oregon and Oregon State have the smallest endowment in the Pac-12. Take away Phil Knight and Oregon is nothing. Well, but Phil Knight is Oregon. And my man's got his own. He's well endowed. Trust me when I say so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Considering I have probably $25,000 in Nikes in my freaking closet. Are you kidding me? Uh, Big Al Smitty. Chances Colorado actually goes to the Big Ten. Zero. None. None. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I do not see that happening. Greg Hawkins says, I legitimately do not know anyone who dislikes the name Holy War for our rivalry. It's a great name. It who, is. Who dislikes the name Holy War? It is, man. It is the it is the only name. Yeah. It's the only name. Provo Cougar fan. The Mountain West has tier one of seven million per school. It's brutal. Yeah, bro. That's it, what I'm saying. Utah to the Mountain West is a is just not an option. And that and that's why I brought it up as like a doomsday you know, apocalyptic answer. Because at that point, you wouldn't have another answer. But anything short of that, they're not going to the Mountain yeah, West. It will never happen. Yeah. It will never happen. Dave, uh, Matzukis. 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 <laughs> All right, Dave. Dave. Uh, Rumble in the Rockies is more like it. Absolutely. I, I, no, dude. It's the Holy War. Yeah, the Holy War just has a certain... It's the Holy Pinesh. War. Yeah, Panish. W. Jason Spangler says <laughs> we had to Spangler. get we had to get rid of the border war with Mizzou. Well, not anymore. The Holy War is what it is. God bless. He also says the woke one out. They tend to do that. You know. uh, Timothy H. says, uh, "Why does Pac-12 invite? Who does Pac-12 invite if the Four Corners leave? Your mom to clean out the refrigerator uh, yeah, in the office because it's over. The Jimmy's cleaning service. I honestly think it's over." Yeah. If the four corner schools leave, I don't, I don't see any way that Oregon and Washington stay. You're so fucked. Because I'm telling you, Arizona State has a lot of sway in that conference. Arizona yep. State draws a lot of water, dude. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is, you know. it is inarguable in the in the Pac-12. Arizona State's got a lot of pull. I think losing Arizona would be a massive blow to the prowess of the basketball side of that conference. 
Um, I think you're already losing UCLA because if you lose Arizona, you don't have a basketball powerhouse in that conference. You don't. Yeah, I mean, Oregon, Washington, Stanford has basketball history, but not recent. Yeah. Like, I, I think it is – I think that would be a real bag slap uh, if, you lo- if you lose Arizona. I think it's over. Yeah. And I, I think you – I do think Washington State, Washington winds up in the, in the Mountain West. Um, I think you look at – You think Washington – or just Washington, Washington State. State. Just Washington I think, State. Or okay. excuse me, Oregon State, Washington State to the Mountain West. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal go to the Big Ten. Isn't that incredible? Uh, a, uh, an institution like Cal that does absolutely nothing athletically is so dominant educationally speaking that another conference would want that. It makes it worth it. It's incredible to me. It makes it worth it, as does using the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's. Friday night means Papa Murphy's Pizza, baby. You got Jazz and OKC tonight. Yeah. Uh, by the way, OKC's a point and a half. The we'll Josh talk about, We'll talk about that coming up in a bit on the program. Uh, but make sure you get yourself your hands on some double bacon cheddar at Papa Murphy's. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's kitchen, the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Yep, use the promo code MONTY25 to get yourself 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. We love those guys who are all um, individually owned and operated entrepreneurs. You know we're huge fans of that. We're big believers in that. So please make sure you support local business. No matter where you're listening to the show, and I know we have a lot of listeners in the house today, no matter where you're listening to the show, support local business. Papa Murphy's Pizza are great local business owners here in the great state of Utah. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The program presented, as always, by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, your best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, where you never pay unless they win your case. No consultation fees, no retainers. No, no, friends, you don't pay the advocates unless they win your case. Go to their website right now. If you've been in an accident, if you've been in some, whatever this crazy winter weather we're always going to have forever now. (laughs) Been in a car accident. There was a guy here in Salt Lake City that got run over on his bike the other day. Hey, man, you need an attorney. Um, You need somebody who will fight for you so you can focus on getting healthy. Theadvocates.com, little chat box on their website that says, uh, talk to an attorney. For free, live online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them the Monty Show sent you. Well done, sir. Exhale. It is uh, already one hour into the Friday program here. And obviously the story that everybody's here to talk about um, is the Utah... J- no, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Not the Utah. A. Um, it is the Pac-12. <laughs> a source today told us that uh, the Pac-12 is in, quote, Deep water, um, there is division in the in the conference because their new TV deal is $22 million per school per year on a five-year deal. And the process this week, we were told, went back to the grant of rights process of trying to get all 10 remaining members to sign on to a five-year deal 
that will only net them $110 million each, which arguably the Big Ten is going to make that per school per year. And it is a real doozy. That wasn't even the tipping point. The tipping point, I'm told, came um, with the news um, that the Pac-12 is only guaranteed two games a week on uh, broadcast, whether it's linear or uh, linear or stream, between Amazon and ESPN based on what the national schedule looks like. And that is where this whole thing came apart this week because you can't survive with only two of your five games on television. That's an issue. And you can't survive at just 10 teams. And this is where the rubber meets the road in the story. This is why the Pac-12 has been so adamant about expansion because it gives you that sixth game. But now, between ESPN and Amazon, they're only guaranteed one game per week per outlet, which means a Friday night game in all likelihood, I'm told, on Amazon, um, and then a Saturday evening game somewhere in the ESPN family of networks that does not include you know, ESPN. Uh, because ESPN now also, as you may remember, has the SEC. They also, it, it, I mean, have a thousand and one fall programming from Major League Baseball to college football to the NFL. They are simply only guaranteeing the Pac-12 one game a week on the ESPN family and networks. And it is absolutely crushing when you consider that the Pac-12 is already competing against the Big Ten well, that's on CBS and NBC. Great. In-house, you'd be cons- competing against the ACC and the SEC. Those are bigger names. Those are bigger powerhouse programs like Clemson and Florida State who carry far more leverage to TV audiences in the minds at ESPN than a Stanford game, than a even a, a Oregon State, Washington State, even a Washington game. People feel like nationally, I've been told that Oregon has the biggest Q factor in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's a tough road to hoe at this point. And then the news today, uh, broken by The Athletic and CBS Sports, that the four corner schools are actively talking to the Big 12 about joining the Big 12, which um, put us to work. And we were told today by sources close to the, the situation that BYU has been actively working with Utah to try and find a way to get them to the conference, to try and get uh, you know Utah into the Big 12. Come on, the, let's go, Schlepprock. Well, seriously, the issue, though, is that the academics at Utah do not want to make that change to the Big 12 because the Big 12 does not have the same academic standing that the Pac-12 or the Big 10 has. Obviously, the issue is there that the Pac-12 is not probably going to exist in two years. And the Big Ten has never shown interest in Utah as a as a member. <coughs> so where does this leave Utah? I'm told it's probably 70% that they will join the Big 12. And yet they don't want to be the first ones to act. I think the first ones to act here will likely be Colorado or one of the Arizona schools. Because I'm also told that Arizona is champing at the bit uh, to get into the Big 12 for basketball. They would love to compete in that conference. Um, I just, I, I don't know, Jake, where you go. If you're Utah, I feel like you are, you are out of options here and the big 12 is your only and best option. Yeah. And what's amazing is it's not even a bad option. We're not talking about the mountain West, bro. We're talking about the big 12. We're talking about, you know, D one P five, 
you know, conference, a conference that maybe educationally doesn't compete with the Pac-12, right? I mean, we, we, we've we laid that out, and we can go through the rankings again if we need to, but but for me, I just think it's funny that you're, you're sitting here hesitating on a decision when it brings you a bunch of things, reliability, yeah. yes. more money. Yes. Um, it, it brings you the ability to be the at the top end of the conference, which in my opinion, you are already the top end of the Pac-12, Nobody knew about it because you're awful at promoting yourself, right? But at least in the Big 12, you don't have to work hard to promote yourself because you're probably going to still win the conference every year, or at least at a minimum compete for that conference every year on the football field. Well, and you're going to win games you shouldn't win in basketball. Yeah. You know, your women's program has been powerful this year. And I think if you join the Big 12, I just don't see how the running Utes can continue to struggle at the level that they have. I mean, you're going to trip and fall into some big basketball games. And I, I think this is the other part of this conversation that I think you really have to pay attention to because I think basketball now is becoming much more than just a tipping point financially. Yes, you're, yes, yes. you're looking at a, at a scenario where Fox is paying big dollars for basketball. You look at that ESPN-Fox partnership on the Big 12. What is it? 63% of the basketball is going to Fox. That's Fox, right, Dave. Fox is paying for basketball and, and and you look at that on its own on its on it, on itself that's a huge financial windfall for a lot of these schools that now can invest a little bit more in better locker rooms in better training tables in better weight rooms right they are. but then you figure out well if ESPN and Fox are working together mm-hmm. what does this really mean well what it means is I'm telling you Remember I said this to you on March 3rd at 4.08 Mountain Time. The landscape of college television, and I think it's not a stretch to say, the landscape of sports television in this country has forever been altered already. We didn't know it, but that Big 12 TV deal, when when those two networks, Fox and ESPN, went to the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and said, you guys need to merge. You guys need to come together. Hey, guys. And the Pac-12 said, no, thank you. We are going to go to market early and start our exclusive negotiation period. Well, what did ESPN and Fox do? They went right to Brett Yormark and said, hey, you know, you should come to market early. You should do that. Let's get a deal done. The answer is yes. Let's let's get a deal done, little buddy. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Boom. Done. Just like that. And who's on the outside looking in? The Pac-12. And at who and how did this all come to fruition? Because Fox and ESPN partnered and they got the deal done that financially suited Fox and ESPN. And now we know in the story that Jake was talking about yesterday, and we reiterated it today, ESPN is talking to every league and every network and saying, hey, you know what we'd like to do? We'd like to offer our viewers a product where, hey, if the game is on, if a if the Yankees Red Sox game is a Major League Baseball game of the week, and you know, one of our one of our people are in the app and they see, hey, it's in the bottom of the ninth, and you know, Jimmy Joe is throwing a no-hitter. We want them to be able to click on watch live and watch it on Fox through the ESPN app. And every time they do that, we'll give you a dollar. That's a deal that ESPN is trying to make for the app and for ESPN+. Plus. Isn't that what we've all been asking for? Haven't, haven't we all been asking for one place to find everything? One place, one fee. 
ESPN's trying to put that together. And then you find out that ESPN also wouldn't compete and doesn't view Amazon as a competitor. Which is brilliant. We told you we broke that story first and exclusively right here on The Monty Show that ESPN is not viewing Amazon Prime Sports as a competitor because they don't have to. Mm -hmm. And I think it is absolutely brilliant. And when you look at our narrative on the Big 12 this week, I'm happy to sit here and tell you I was absolutely wrong. Because now that we find out that for the better part of the last four or five days, the four corner schools, the Arizonas, Colorado and Utah have been talking to the Big 12, and that Brett Yormark has been maneuvering behind the scenes, leveraging relationships inside the conference, a la Tom Homo with Utah. Yes. Those type of relationships to bring these schools and to bring these presidents into line to say, hey, your future is secure. If you join us here in the Big 12, it's at least a $50 million payday. Yeah. And hey, by the way, you're going to raise all boats with your education. You will challenge Big 12 members to be better academically, yes. raising our scores, raising all boats, right? That's the message I'm told the Big 12 is spreading. Hello, We're hey, trying man. to add these teams. So you look at this original deal where both the Pac-12 and the Big 12 went to market early, and you quickly start to understand that the Pac-12 got outmaneuvered badly. Yeah. Badly, they're driving a 72 Coupe de Ville. I mean, my guy in the Big 12 has got like a, a Porsche Cayenne GTS. Turbo V8, Twin turbo V26. You know. And he's, I mean, he's literally doing donuts around that big old boat, that Lincoln yeah. town car from 1988. Yeah, yeah, and I think this pride factor is a big deal because ultimately that's what put the Pac-12 in this position was the whole concept of, no, we would never merge with the Big 12. We would never, you know, because you just heard them say, hey, you know, ESPN and Fox went to these two conferences and said, hey, you guys need to merge. And the pack was like, no, 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 no. We would never merge with such a poverty conference like the Big 12. Did you see their academic standards? They're too busy shoveling cow manure to do good in the classroom. That's they're what they're they over said. there milking their teats over there in Come the Big on. 12. And now you're in a position where Brett Yormark beat your ass early to the early to the market, got his TV deal done, now is sitting in the catbird seat in your left high and dry. Well, because like, you, you hired the right guy. Yeah, that's 100%, the thing, dude. That's the thing that is so striking about the differences when you contrast the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Mm -hmm. What's so striking is the commissioner hire. They're both new commissioners. And you look at Brett Yormark, he was the absolute, right? And he was an odd fit, clean cut dude that loves to rock his, his you know, his short collar dress shirts and those nicely tailored suits. Stay he's, hard. He's well-spoken. He doesn't speak out of turn. He doesn't do calculations on the back of an envelope. Like, he's just not that bravado yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And then you contrast him with George Klyovkov, who wears Walmart suits, right? You contrast him with George Klyovkov, who looks like Skippy from when he was 12 <coughs> years old. You look at George Klyovkov, who's never been able to unify the presidents of that conference. When, yet you contrast that with Yormark, who the first day on the job, he was traveling around barnstorming the conference. I'm for real. Saying, hey, nice to meet you. What are your priorities? How can we help you? What can we do me? for you? Yeah, dude. And just getting those presidents all in line. Yes. Hey, these are our priorities. Like, 
constantly politicking and relationship you know building. like doing his job as the commissioner of the conference and treating it, it, the other thing that i was told a couple of weeks ago Brett Yormark, and I think we talked about this on the show, treats people like they are rock stars. Yeah. Treats people with respect and communicates. And I'm also told he answers his phone. One of the things that people complain about with uh, Klyovkov is he does not answer his phone when they call him. They are constantly having to like phone, text, email, or... Hello, we are not available now. Brett Yormark's a guy that they're able to get in touch with. Brett Yormark's a guy that they're able to talk to. Isn't that life? Like, whether, whether, you know... You're the guy who's trying to sell, you know, auto warranties to people who don't need one, or you're a real estate agent that never answers the phone, or you're George Klyovkov, right? Like, yeah. like you need to answer your phone to get business done. It's yep. that simple. Uh, Reister JP says George versus Ohio State, forty-two forty-one. Georgia versus TCU, sixty-five to seven. What's one got to do with the other? They're two totally different games. Yeah. You cannot compare the two. Yeah. Played on different game on different days, different fields, different matchups. Doesn't matter. Court McMullen, better training tables. Now all I can think of is cheese fries and the ultimate dipping sauce. Amen, my friend. <laughs> Amen. Uh, w. Jason Spangler, I have no idea why Utah would hesitate at joining the Big 12. Stanford, I could see maybe not wanting to. Yeah, like you understand it, right? Stanford's third but, in the nation educationally. Like, you get it. I guess I'll be the guy today. Yeah, please. Please. Do you understand that Utah is... A great university. It, it, I mean, it, academically, it's tough to beat Utah. Is B and I before you even say it? Well, BYU is uh, BYU is ranked higher, correct? <laughs> but is Utah some crappy little junior college? No, it's not. And I think when again, when you look at this, is exactly why I pulled these rankings up. Right. When you look at the way that. The Pac-12 is built. Stanford is third in the country. Mm-hmm. Cal is 20th. Washington is 55th. Colorado's 97th. Arizona, Oregon, and Utah are tied at 105th. Right? So if if you're tied for fifth in, in the conference that averages 97th in the country, you're doing all right. Look at the Big 12. They average in the Pac-12, their, their average is 97th academically in the country. Top 100. The Big 12 is averaging 148th in the country academically. Because it's garbage. But let me ask you this. Dude. Because I think this is a really pertinent question. And, and, and I may be naive. I'm open to this, right? Like, what really do you have to lose? I get it. It's a prestige thing. It's a pride thing. It's a business thing. I, I understand that. I understand that, you know, it's, it's important to have BMW as your logo instead of Honda. But I get it, it, it it's, dude. But it's who you roll with. It, it, it is, I, I get it. I, I, I don't question it. I get it. I understand it. I look at the, I look at the big 12 academically speaking. It's a step down. There's no question about that. Yeah, athletically, yeah. it's a step up. A- athletically, it is a step up, but you're talking about the difference between mathematicians and farmers. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big, di- the priorities that those universities in the big 12 have are completely different than the universities in the Pac-12. These are when I say that these are quite literally academics in the in the the Pac-12. It's Stanford, the education you get at Stanford, I probably know and have worked with over 100 Stanford graduates. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to get into Stanford? Do you know how hard Do you know Casey Jacobson the former basketball player went to Glendora High School. I called his play-by-play in high school. Mm-hmm. 
And I've talked to him several times since he retired. Right. The stories he told me about test day are miserable. But you know what else is miserable at Stanford? Bro, you don't miss homework assignments. You don't, hey man, you know, I, I got basketball practice. Can I, instead of Wednesday, can I turn? No. There is, at Stanford and at Cal, I can tell you at Cal, it's the same way. At USC, it's the exact same way. Mm -hmm. There is no, hey, I've got practice, so can I? No, the answer is no, you cannot. They don't prioritize anything to do with sports. Why were they all so humiliated about the pay-for-play scandal about parents buying their kids into rowing? <laughs> you know why? Because it's impossible to get your kid in there unless you pay off the rowing coach to give you a scholarship when your kid doesn't even know how to swim. Right. It, it, I, I don't know why, and it's largely Big 12 fans, and I get it. You, you haven't been... And I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm a Chicago boy, man. I wasn't raised on education or academics. Mm -hmm. But when you're raised in Pac-12 territories, you care about your ACT score. You're not trying to get the score to get in. You're trying to be the number one score in your class. It means you're, where you finished in your class means something. Do you really think that it, at Nebraska, do you really think it, like you, you look at, you look at the academic rankings in the Big 12. Do you really think anybody in West Virginia gives a damn about an isosceles triangle? Not unless it's making a money in the farming field. Not unless it's making a money in the coal mine. Do, do you really think in, 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 in Lubbock, Texas, that, that they have the same priorities as the frickin' tree huggers at Stanford? You know they don't. But I think here's the deal. Here's the thing. Does any of that change if you join the Big 12? Does 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 yes. Buddy yes. Wow, what what really yes. changes, dude? What, what really, really changes? changes is the perception of the group you roll with. It is honest to God. How many times have we said this on this show? Job ja Morant, you can't hang out with the people that had you pulling a gun on a 17-year-old on your basketball court at home. Those are the same people who drove you by to do a drive-by in a minivan with a laser on the opposing team. I'm worried about the Pete Jalen Carter. You, why is Kirby Smart today talking about the culture at the Georgia football program? Yeah, I'm sure he is. Well, because Stetson Bennett ran from the cops and hid in a, uh, inside of a wall in a backyard. Uh -oh. and, and Jalen Carter was involved now in some form or fashion, allegedly by the two misdemeanor warrants, in the death of two, two football-related people, a teammate and a staffer, while driving a $117,000 car. Right. Do you think Stanford wants anything to do with that? Do you really think, furthermore, do you know why it was such a big deal with all of the, the Aaron Lowe's and the shooting deaths at Utah? I'm, I, you guys, you have to understand that you, the perception of you nationally when you are an academic at Utah matters. Right. Do you think anybody in Athens, Georgia gives a flying flip about Jalen Carter getting two misdemeanor warrants out against him. They Bobby, don't. Please. You know why? Because Jalen Carter's unbelievable on the football field. Mm -hmm. uh, Stetson Bennett was just out having fun. A little too much. Yeah, but you know, Jake, he's a kid. I guess. He's, well, but he's 25. But you know what? He just won a national champion. If that happens at Stanford, you're not getting a second chance. Yeah, but the, but the problem is, I don't disagree with what you're saying. 
it matters who you roll with, but you can't roll with anybody if the conference burned to the ground. Yeah, and they you're don't. Not, you're but, not rolling with Stanford and Cal if they go to the Big Ten. I'm truly not trying to be a dickhead about this, but the people at Utah that are going to make this decision don't care if the Pac-12 burns to the ground. Well, they the, care that they're affiliated with Stanford. But here's my, but here's my thing. It, it, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right about that. Why, why it, is it, let me ask you this, why is it that your Aunt Edna brags that your, your cousin Jimmy went to Harvard? Why does it matter that you got a Harvard MBA? But none of that's going to matter if you're not in the same conference as Stanford. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, it, it does not matter. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter if, if, if you want to roll with Stanford, or if you want to roll with Cal, I respect that. But if they go to the Big Ten and the Big Ten doesn't want you, I got news for you, Aunt Gemma. Buddy's not going to Harvard, <laughs> right? Like, let's, you said Aunt Gemma. Like, come on. Like, I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. It's absolutely true. These people are academic, you know, big brain people, way smarter than me. But what, but what I know <laughs> is that if the if Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal go to the Big Ten after you said no, no. The Big 12, they're way below us. You're not going to have anybody to ride with, and you can take your ass back to the Mountain West. That's yeah. what's going to happen. So that's why I say, like, you're totally right. These people don't care about football, but I guarantee you what they care about is the survival of what they're doing. You're talking about extinction right now for a conference, man. You, it's, it's high time that we start talking about what's next. Right, like you can't you can't sit here and be like, well, hmm, you know, uh, we're ranked 105th yeah. in education, and the Big 12 is ranked uh, on average 148th, uh, and we're you, above that. How are you academically prestigious? And this is this was I I actually talked about this the other day. How are you academically prestigious, and your your commissioner of your conference is doing by his own words back of the envelope calculations. <laughs> It's a great point. It's a great point. Spot on. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Patrick Weigel. What's up, Patrick? Sounds like a fit to me. Right? Sir Robin says the Utes are too good for the Big 12. They need to stay with the pack and go down with the ship. Yeah. I guess. I hope you're you wrong. Like, I okay, hope you're so, wrong. So let's say that that's the scenario. Go, so they go down with the ship with the pack. What's next? You're, what happened? Okay, let me ask you this. Let me propose this because this is another scenario that I think is very possible. Let's say that you flip the bird to the pat to the to the Big Twelve right now. You're not interested. You're too good for that. You know you're off in wine country eating your grapes, right? Okay. Three years from now, two years from now, when those four schools, as I keep saying, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal, go to the Big Ten, the conference burns to the ground. What's it going to feel like to crawl back on your hands and knees? To Brett Yormark and say, Daddy, please let me in the door. Daddy? What's what's that going to feel like? Come on, dude. Uh, like, not good. Like, that's not going to feel good. And that's not what we're talking about. So it's that, or you go to the Mountain West, because you're definitely not going to the ACC, and yeah. you're definitely not going to the SEC, and the Big Ten yeah. doesn't want you. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't have any problem explaining it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. By the way, all of our... Uh, Football talk on this program is brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. When you hear Barbecue Pit Stop, think of the best equipment in the barbecue business because that's what you get at bbqpitstop.com. Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, you name it, they've got it. But you know what they also have? They also have Flavor Knuckles Asado seasoning. Every seasoning, every sauce, rub, spice, every set of tongs, 
uh, gloves, mats for your smoker, covers for your smoker, pellets. Get it at barbecuepitstop.com and you can shop online at bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. There's also a chat function there. So when you go there, the, the only seasoning, you, if you're only here for Big 12 football talk, and maybe we'll never see each other again. Yeah. Let me do you the favor of showing you this thing right here. Right here. This is the greatest seasoning you will ever have. It is called Asado Seasoning by Flavor Knuckles, and it is spectacular. It is absolutely spectacular. Make sure you get it online, in their stores. Go to any of their Utah locations. Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the Jeezy in St. George. And, of course, our good friends in Murray on State Street at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Um, everybody's talking about this list. Real quick, let me tell you what this list is that I'm looking at. Uh, I am looking at uh, medium.com. And this is a list that considers the American Association of Universities um, their alliance with uh, the ACC, and this is a ranking combined with U.S. News and World Reports. Um, these rankings are considered to be among the most credible rankings in all of U.S. colleges. Um, they rank all 134 FBS schools. Conferences are ranked from best average ranking to worst. Schools are grouped in uh, with the conferences they'll be part of in 2025. And this ranking was updated January 13th, 2023. The Big Ten is number one at 56th in average academics. Their top school is Northwestern. The ACC is number two. Their average ranking is 57th. When you factor in Notre Dame, who is part of their conference for everything but football, they are 55th. Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke. Duke is 10th. Notre Dame would be 18th. So Duke currently number one. By the way, North Carolina is 29th. Mm -hmm. Third conference, the Pac-12. Average rank, 97th. The number one academic school is Stanford at number three. SEC fourth, Vanderbilt is 13th. Big 12 fifth. Baylor is their number one school at 77th. Yeah, it's not a great Oof. look. Oof. AAC has Rice at 15th. Mountain West has Colorado State at 151st. Suck it. Uh, the <laughs> fly. No, Sorry, folks. Not, that's what it is. Not doing it. Uh, Mac has Buffalo at 89th. Buffalo. How about the Conference USA? Anybody want to guess? If you had to guess right now, Conference USA's number one academic school. Um, um, um. How about? <laughs> is that a real question? I, I can't even say it out loud. Florida International at 151st. Bro, what are you talking about, How about the Sun about, Belt? 151st as well. James Madison. Mm. That's crazy. That is uh, crazy. Another way to measure academic status is by the Carnegie Classification of Institution of Higher Education. Yeah. Oh. 131 schools in the country with Research 1 R1 status, bitches. It's an erection. Of the 69 schools it'll be part of, screwing you in trigonometry 17. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Seven are in the ACC. <laughs> or the AAC, excuse me. Five um. in the Mountain West. Two in the Sun Belt. Two okay. in the Independence. And one in the Mac Buffalo. Right. That's crazy. Just 17 of them have R1 status. 
R1. R1. I'm for real. You suck. You and your mom, R1. Um, Jackass. That's how. (laughs) Jackass. So take that all with a grain of salt. All of this because to update you at at, uh, 4.30, uh, Utah is close to joining the Big 12, I am told. Brett, your mark's knocking, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons that they have not yet accepted an invitation verbally is because of academics. And the administrators at Utah are concerned about their reputation and how they align academically with the current members uh, of the Big 12, including BYU. I am told that BYU behind the scenes has been working with Utah to try and grease the skids, if you will, to pave the path. Uh, to have Utah join the Big 12, but that has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. Bob Holsey would like to know, can you put flavor knuckles on crab rolls? Oh, yes. hell yeah, you can, dude. We put, that flavor would be knuckles, bomb. we put flavor knuckles on salmon. Yeah, dude. Flavor knuckles on scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Pork chop. Indeed. Yes, sir. Uh, you guys have been amazing. Please hit the like button if you are one of the 652 people watching the show. Uh, please hit the like the button now. Program. That would be amazing. Sir Robin says, I'm as much an anti-Ute as the next BYU fan, but the Holy War really could have a chance to be recognized nationally if the Utes did join the Big 12. That's I what think I'm it's, saying, dude. I think rivalries are what make sports great. Stay hard! And it's a shame that we're going to lose Bedlam. Um, it is a shame that, that Holt, the Holy War has gone away. It's a shame that the Apple Cup is in jeopardy. I mean, you name it. It's a shame that the wagon wheel is not going to be fought for every year in this state. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason not to have the Holy War every single year. And from, for now, not to have it as a conference championship type game. Come on now. Yeah, dude. Come on. Come on. Jason uh, says, I think Utah four corner schools are trying to pressure Oregon and Washington con- to commit to the Pac-12. I don't know about all that. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think this is the first time, and if you've been watching the show throughout this saga, this is the first time that I can confidently say Pac-12 schools are talking to the Big 12 now. This is the first time. Yeah. And if you've watched the show, you know, this is the first time I've been able to say with any level of confidence that Pac-12 schools are actually engaged with the Big 12 on membership. Oh. And I'm not telling you it's, it's Washington and Oregon because I don't believe that it is. But there is no question in my mind that the four corners are very close to making the move. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of them want to do it individually. I think they would love to do it as a group. Well, and I think that's what we've been hearing, right? You notice it's the four corners. It's, you know, again, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal. Like, these are group movements. You don't want to just be on an island by yourself. That's that You notice that that's kind of the the behavior even with BYU joining the Big 12 you notice that that's a four-team addition so to me I mean it makes perfect sense I mean I, I almost feel like you know even like with the pack and the expansion conversations that way it was always you know a two-team expansion proposition it was always you know San Diego State and SMU so that's why I kind of felt like well that seems a little light if you're going to expand you know if you look at these other expansion opportunities it's always it's always been Four and the USC UCLA thing's kind of a unique proposition because USC, you know, went behind the back and basically backstabbed and did it in the you know the heat of the night. Like they kind of did it that way, so that's a little different. So to me, yeah. I just think it makes perfect sense that you've got you've got it's logical, right? It's it's commonsensical, right? You've got the the cute little phrase, the four corner schools, 
that that group is going to go the Big 12, and then you've got the four schools up north that are going to go the Big 10. And that's it. And it makes perfect sense. And the, and the rest are going to go to the Mountain West. That's what I think. That's the, Do you see how that all just kind of makes sense? It all just kind of rolls downhill. It makes perfect sense. Everything works. Everyone's happy. We're good to go. Well, very interesting. I would tell you that um, I just got a text from from somebody talking about Gonzaga as well. Oh boy! Um, oh the, the boy! Gonzaga is Gonzaga. according to at least two sources now today close to joining the Big Twelve as well. Dude. So it seems like all of this is going to come together very quickly. Dude, do you see what I mean though? If Utah does not do this. They've already got a backup plan. And I know Gonzaga's, you know, basketball only. I get it. Like, they're a little different. They're certainly not everything that Utah offers. But isn't it, like, does it is it lost on anyone that it feels like, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like Utah is the only one here not really just jumping all over this thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would, how I would feel, feel about that. Um, I think it is very interesting um, that, you know, you, you look at Gonzaga and you look at the politics that's involved in that. Mm -hmm. they, and this is just my opinion. Nobody's ever told me this, but I don't think they were ever a fit based on where Spokane is, based on the footprint of the Big Ten or the uh, Pac-12, excuse me. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think that they were an easy, willing, or... Really a practical fit in the Pac-12, Gonzaga. Yeah. Because you don't have football there. Um, that would be an odd fit. Like, it's just not. But the Big 12. It didn't feel comfortable. But when you look at the Big 12, it's such a basketball conference. And I know that a, one of the things that, that, you know, I'm trying to figure out is, is Fox willing to pay more for Gonzaga basketball? Because that's a question that's going to have to be answered. My guess is, if they are close to joining Brett Yormark in the Big 12 has spoken to Fox about this mm -hmm. because you don't go and invite you don't go and invite a member that's not going to make you more money because right. we know based on the pro rata agreement that that Brett Yormark has with the ESPN um, that I'm told ESPN is more than willing to accommodate um, that any P5 member is going to be paid on level terms Thanks. and the problem is obviously the WCC is not a P5 conference so the question is if you're Fox how much value do you put into Gonzaga? And are they a, 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 a powerhouse basketball program? In the WCC, sure they are. But if you put them into the middle of a, and let's say the four corners come in with Gonzaga, if you put them in the middle of this conference yeah. with Arizona and Gonzaga, is Gonzaga the basketball program now that they've been the last 10 years? Well, I don't think they're not the same program from the stance of winning their conference every year, but I think they are the same, like just on the floor competing with teams. Yeah, I think they can play with anybody. I, I think basketball comes down to X's and O's and in in an execution, really, you know, and Gonzaga executes with the best of them, which is why they are Gonzaga, which is why they are nationally relevant as a basketball only school. So to me, again, I think Gonzaga would be sort of the cherry on top addition, wouldn't it? I mean, let's let's dig into it. You had the four corners, right? Utah comes along, you had the four corners, and then you say, yeah, just to add that nice little cherry on top of the Sunday, Gonzaga's coming too. I mean, that is a strong push, dude, because now, geographically, what have you done? 
Well, you've entered the West Coast. And I know the Arizona schools, you know, they're on their own time or whatever. And technically, you can make the case that, you know, you're in the Pacific time zone at that point. But to me, getting Gonzaga with where they're at, that is major entrance into into the West Coast markets. You know, you can really say, hey, we've pushed West. We've pushed out that way. We're not so central anymore. We've got Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools. And we added... Gonzaga, like that would be a big deal from a from a ge- geographic perspective. Now, again, you got to go and win games, you got to go and do your thing, but but I think that's a that would be a huge deal, man. And I can only continue to say it so many times. College basketball is turning into a big revenue game, mm-hmm. and you start looking at you start looking at the <laughs> you start looking at the standings, and you start looking at the rankings. Yeah. And you look at the, the, the latest AP top 25, it's hard not to see Houston standing on top of the AP top 25. Yeah. A new member of the Big 12. It's hard not to see Kansas third at 24 and five. It's hard not to see Baylor seventh and Arizona eighth and Gonzaga 10th. If, if all of this comes to fruition, you're looking at a conference that today would have one, two, three, four, five of the top ten. Damn. That's dominant. That's over half. But that's think dominance, about, bro. Think about that money. Gonzaga. And that doesn't even account for K-State at 11th. Mm-hmm. Think about that money when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, dude. How many of those teams are going out in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Not many. You know, like, I, I, I think I probably value... Baylor basketball a little more than most people do, but that not many people are going out of it. I mean, they're going to make a lot of money on this. Yeah, it is. And that's why I just look at this situation with the four corner schools. I look at Gonzaga. I don't know how you're just not in awe of what Brett Yormark is doing. The fact that he had this conference ready to act, mm-hmm. all the reports were right. The Big 12 was ready to act and they are acting now. And I, I just... I look at what BYU is doing to operate behind the scenes, and and I know that everybody thinks we're a BYU show. Oh, you guys drink the blue Kool Aid. Totally get it. Your yeah. tongues are blue. Fine. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know that I respect an athletic director as much as I respect Tom Homo and the way that he has operated behind the scenes. Because is there somebody that's smelling more like a rose than Tom Homo right now? Thanks. I mean, the position that he's put BYU in to get into this conference now, mm-hmm. and they were underdogs in the Big Twelve from the jump. I mean, this is unbelievable. Well, and I think emotionally, like, because this is a big deal. Like, I, I, like, I, I, I want to give, deal. I want to give Tom his his just credit. I think it needs to be said. You know, emotionally, it's been a taxing twelve months for BYU as an institution. It's been you know? a taxing ten years. Okay, ten years, sure. Whatever you want to say. Like, it's like recently, recent memory, all the the racism accusations and, you know, the 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 holy war being played one last time. And, like, yeah. you've had all yeah. this stuff going on that you've had to deal with if you're Tom Homo. And now it comes out that dude is still on the right side of the emotional spectrum. And I think he deserves credit for it's that. It's incredible. I, like, I think that it's easy. It would be easy if you're Tom Homo today to be like, yeah, Utah, you like piss off we're not helping you like go die in the pack 12 it would be easy to do that but they're Man. not doing that no they're not big reed says gonzaga was one of those good schools no one had heard of before few 
And Mark, Mark, Few's, Mark Few is not young, but he's not old. He's mm-hmm. going to be there a minute. I would so, say he's in his prime coaching-wise. I mean, he's right in that window. Absolutely. Uh, Paul McNaught says, would Gonzaga be basketball only? Uh, if not, what would they do with their other sports? The WCC wouldn't host their other sports without basketball. I, I can't see them being basketball only. No. I just think – yeah, I agree with you. The WCC is is going to be a prickly partner here. Well, and that's As a, they should. I mean, that's a yeah. – you, you look at the WCC because you can't tell me that St. Mary's is in demand around the country right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a power basketball yeah. program. And you look at, they're losing potentially now BYU, Gonzaga, and probably St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a tough road to hoe if you're the, if you're the, the WCC. Look at, look at the ripples of this that Brett Yormark has reached with. Think about it. Like, you talk about the WCC. What, what, you know, how does this, how does all this expansion in the Big 12 impact, you know, someone like the Mountain West? How does it impact, you know, all this group of five conferences? Like, like, I, I think that's such an undervalued part of the conversation because, again, you know, the commissioner of the Mountain West came out earlier this week and talked about the fact that, hey, we're not scared if, you know, the Big 12 or, you know, whatever P5 it poaches our teams. We're, we're not scared of that. We have a contingency plan of who we would backfill with. Yeah. We know that that's well. the, natural, uh, the, the, the natural progression of, of life in college athletics. We know that. So to me, I just, I hear that. And then everything that's happened today and what we know about Tom Homo, what we know about Brett Yormark and how they're behaving and executing. And to me, I just say, man, like you're either prepared or you're not prepared. And it's so clear who is ready and who is going and like who is executing and who's not. And it's, and again, I'm going to keep saying this because I want to make it clear we're big, you know, Pac-12 fans on this program. Like, I yeah. love, like, I was a huge fan of, like, you know, Pac-12 after dark and some of those matchups. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm going to stay up till midnight for some random <laughs> matchup. But, dude, like, when it's when it's Utah and Oregon on the football field, oh, like, yeah. at 8 o'clock kickoff, I'm there for that, dude. Like, I'm here for it. So, yeah. it is sad that all this is happening. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, this conference never recovered from Pete Carroll and USC. Yeah, uh, I, I it never got back to that, that height. was, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, Joe Parker gives us a two ninety nine tip to say, "Hey guys, I'm new to the show. Love it. Oh, thanks, Joe. Hey well, guys. thanks for being here. Appreciate it. I appreciate tip. you, Joe. Welcome to the program." John says, "Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford would all be smart to take even just a quarter share if they could get a full share in the next Big Ten contract." Hundred yeah. percent agree, dude. Hundred percent. But will they? Uh, Christopher Shannon says Houston, Kansas, Baylor, K-State, Gonzaga, Arizona. Wow. Like, <laughs> right? Good like, luck. Dude, like the it's a laundry list. And I mean, you you look at the the man, you look at the Pac-12. I mean, that's not a terrible. I mean, you you've I mean, Utah's not a good team, but I think Oregon can beat most people on any day, right? In in, in basketball. I think they absolutely could. But Arizona State, USC, Arizona, and 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 UCLA are all gamers. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously UCLA and Arizona are good. Yeah. But you look at the Big Twelve. Who's the? Who's the? I mean, I, I don't know how you separate. I, I truly don't know how you separate. I, I guess you get down to what Iowa State, like even even TCU. I've seen mm-hmm. TCU's a dog, dude. Yeah, a frog. A do- well, a dog well, frog. It's, it's, but it, it's a horned they, dog frog. frog. Uh, they got a lot of horn in there's that. There's a lot frog of scales dog too, frog, so it's kind of you know, mm. dude, frog dog fight. I, anyway, point being, like, um, <laughs> TCU, Baylor, K State, and Kansas. That those those all those are all 
But like, if you look at the top 25 again, if you if you look at that, notice the natural progression. Like, let's assume that the Pac-12 doesn't exist and all the teams fall into their natural places with the Big Ten and the Big 12. What Like, this makes perfect sense to me. You look up and down this list, like you see UCLA, what are they, fourth in the nation? Oh, yeah, that's a Big Ten powerhouse basketball program. Of course they're fourth in the nation, right? Like, like you see all the Big 12 teams. What does te- like- UCLA become when they actually have money? When their when their when their athletics meets their academics financially, dude, you know. I mean, by the way, did you guys see Chip Kelly got an extension today? Mm-hmm. So good on you, Chip. Happy for you, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ahmad says, "Wow, I don't know the Big Ten schools were ranked so high academically. I think most people don't. Well, I mean, you look yeah. at the Big Ten, yeah. And I I think you're right about that. I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, by far, it's it, it is the best academic conference, but you look at the, the schools that are in there now, nobody questions Northwestern at all, but you look at Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio state, Purdue, that just prints money with engineering. Yeah. I mean, Rutgers obviously is a phenomenal academic institution. I, I don't think anybody questions what Indiana does. They're phenomenal. Uh, Penn state. I mean, Nebraska's the Nebraska's the anchor in that conference academic. I mean, like they're pulling you down. Right. They're pulling you down in 151st. But yeah, the the Big Ten is absolutely an academic powerhouse. Yes. There's no doubt about that. This I'm telling you, this Gonzaga thing is a big deal. It is. This Gonzaga thing with with Gonzaga being offered Big 12 membership now. Gonzaga. That is a big big deal. I think that that is that's the move that's gangster. Mm-hmm. Like the four corner schools were probably always coming. Right, as soon as your mark got that TV contract, where else were they really going to go? Okay, cool. Yeah, getting Gonzaga basketball, keeping them out of any other conference, the Big East, Mountain West, the wherever pack. you want to point to. Yeah, that is just a that is dude flex. That is a that's exactly flex on them. That is a flex. Yeah, dude. Holy cow. Yep. That is a flex. There is no question about that. I mean, and you know the funny thing about. You know, that kind of flex, you don't even need bucked up energy to, to flex like that, right? You don't even flex. need, I mean, it helps to bucked up energy to flex on them. Yeah, lots of stim. <laughs> yeah, lots of stim. What do you bitch? Uh, get to buckedupenergy.com, use the promo code Monty to save 20% off your purchase. But don't take my word for it. They want to give you free samples of your choice. Three of them, free samples of your choice in the description of this show. Right below, there is a free sample link. Click the link. They're going to give you three free samples. Trust me when I say get the pre-workout. It is phenomenal. We really did. I wake up every day at 5 a.m. to go work out at 5.30. You know. Do you even lift? This guy over here clearly just watches me work out because, you know, stag. But anyway, the point is their pre-workout, phenomenal. Their BCAs, phenomenal. Yes. The flavor peach ring BCAs, phenomenal. But the best part of the free samples is they send you a free shaker cup of your choice. The colors. Yeah. It's the best shaker cup you'll ever own. It is by far the best shaker mm-hmm. cup you will ever own. Take my word for it. Check them out. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. Click on the link below for the free samples. You will not be sorry. We clear you, on You that? will not be sorry. Uh, Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. This has been absolutely bananas breaking news today. Uh, and, you know, I'll tell you, we had a pretty... We had a pretty good show lined up. You know, mm-hmm. we had all kinds of stuff we we're going to talk about today. And mm-hmm. the last two hours, it has just been 
crazy because at one o'clock our phones started blowing up. You like, know. hey, you got to do, oh, dude, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, 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 guys. Craziness, craziness. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, let me reset uh, all the breaking news. Thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, who always presents our breaking news on this show. Uh, obviously, you know that Quick Quack, again, great local entrepreneurs on the program. The program. Uh, but today they're presenting all of our uh, breaking news on the show. Uh, do you want 50% off your Quick Quack car wash? Yeah, let's do that too. See, we're, it. we always it. have, we're a, whether it's a free shaker at Bucked Up or whether it is 50% off your car wash at Quick Quack, take a screen grab of that right there, hover over it. It'll give you a 50% off any car wash you want. At Quick Quack Car Wash, you just take the coupon, you get off that QR code to your, your local Quick Quack. They're going to hook it up for you. Make sure yes, you yes, tell yes. me you heard about it at the Monty Show. You'll be in and out in five minutes at Quick Quack Car Wash uh, because they're quick, they are effective, they are efficient. Quick Quack Car Wash presents all of our breaking news right here on the Monty program. Uh, by the way, if you need that QR code, just DM Jake. SLC Jake. SLC Jake on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, he will hook you up with that QR code as well because we really want you to take advantage of it. You guys yeah. have, you're watching the show right now. It's it's been phenomenal. We're uh, how many likes do we have? Come on, casuals. We're only at 260 likes today. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Hey, hook it up. Um, round three. Round reset three. Reset this thing. And get in it. Let's reset it. But we got a uh, we got another. Oh hey. We got another tithing to the gods. <laughs> uh, Big Ten and SEC <laughs> jockey for two super conferences, Chris Morgan says. I think probably. Oh, uh, yeah, and I think this is a concept we've been talking about for a minute, right? Like, you, you can see, again, this this terminology, natural progression, where you have the pack flaming out. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're the ACC, you might want to figure out what the hell you're going to do because you're next, just saying. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's a natural progression to have two super conferences, uh, probably 40 teams deep, all competing, uh, and again, it's important. I know that this might seem like kind of a silly concept, but these schools aren't literally moving their campuses or anything. Everyone stays in the exact same spot. You're just in a different place paperwork-wise, you know? And you're, we're getting better matchups. By the way, anyone excited for USC after dark, right? Like, we're all pumped for that. So, yeah. to me, I just, that's why I say Utah's got to get on this train, get to the Big 12, and then live to fight another day. Yeah, I think it, this story today has just been bananas. I mean, the, it, whether it's the $22 million a year, uh, the guarantee of only two games a week being televised, um, the fact that you have a, a this story from The Athletic and CBS with Dennis Dodd uh, and Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, Dennis from CBS, saying that the four corner schools uh, are talking to uh, the Big 12 in earnest now. Um, I mean, it's it, it's remarkable. Sources today told us that BYU uh, has been working with um, Utah to help the process along mm -hmm. of getting Utah into the Big 12, but that Utah's hesitant based on the academics, the standings of the Big 12 schools. Um, they would much prefer to be affiliated with their Big 12 or their Pac-12 membership, but I just don't see that as an option because I think you know, specifically Stanford and Cal are going to go with Oregon and Washington and end up in the, the Big Ten. And then I think you're just holding a big pot of nothing. So yeah. I think if, if – I think the other thing I was told today is that Utah does not want to be the first one to jump. And I totally understand – nobody wants to be the first one to jump. So these four corner schools, again, 
Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. If they jump together, now you're cooking with gas. Yes. Now I think you can make that move, and I, I think you do make that move. And I think you can make a group announcement, right? Like, it doesn't have to be a thing where it doesn't. it's just Utah. Like, you could make a group announcement. But I think the other hard part about this is that you have, man, you just have a lot of moving parts here. Yes. You really do. Um, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, John Archer says, Mangum to Matthews. Nebraska has never recovered. What a pass <laughs> that was. Tanner Mangum. Tanner Mangum. Matt Hartley says, if no money is, if money is of no objection, the West Coast is the best place in the world to live. Oh my totally God. Totally agree. Are you kidding me? Totally agree. If I could, let's, let's not kid ourselves. If it was at all affordable, I would live in California. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I love, I love Huntington Beach. I love... I love La Jolla. I love San Diego. Like, yeah. I'd live in Southern California. Snapdragon Stadium. I want to be able to, to afford health insurance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Christopher Shannon says, Utah can't rule Anthony Richardson, Florida. Relax, Jin. What do you mean? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. Man. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Um, Ron Loney. Loney. The Pac-12 is a dumpster fire. It is. Jason says, California's beautiful. Loney says San, San Diego, Wales, vagina. Wales, vagina. Uh, John Archer says, don't want to be the first one. That's what I told the solar panel salesman. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Uh, Patrick Weigel, I didn't claim my school would dominate back at you. Mm -hmm. Well, look, I think West Virginia's had a struggle. I think West Virginia's struggled. There's, there's just no, there's no doubt about that. And I think that, you know, you look at that region of the country, it's it's awkward to have West Virginia in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. It's awkward. Um, you know, ideally, West Virginia and Pitt would be in the same conference and everybody would be happy. And we'd Already be, crowned Clemson. You know, we'd be cleaning coal with, you know, ho hoses and sponges. And, we really did. You know. Little Dawn dish soap. You know. Uh, but that's not the way the cookie crumbled. And so... Now West Virginia, I just think is not going to prosper until they're not in the Big Twelve anymore. Yeah, and I don't know based on the you know the but finances again, of college football, how does that change? I think programs like West Virginia are highly impacted by today's news. Yeah. I think if you're if you're yeah. a you know all due respect to West Virginia, if you're a second cut program like that, there are a lot of those programs out there that are highly valuable that have good educational standards that you know perform in the classroom, but perform in in, in athletics and like. They can do some things, and I'm telling you, the pack is not the only one on the chopping block here, man. The ACC is up next, and I'm not saying that happens tomorrow, right? But but I but what I am saying is, if we watch over the next month, the absolute destruction of the Pac-12, and that conference dissolves, and you get this merger, and everything we've talked about today comes through, who's next? Again, natural progression of life in college athletics, or or yeah, college athletics. A ACC would be next. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. I don't know. Jason says, Southern California, excluding Los Angeles, is pretty conservative. Most people don't know that. The coastal communities. Mm -hmm. You know, so you look at the Newport beaches. You look at, like, the communities along, especially the Orange County coast, conservative. Conservative. There's, there's, there's good conservative cash there. But there's a lot of California that is absolutely liberal. Absolutely. I love it. I, I, I have no problem with it. Uh, Christopher says West Virginia is a big East school. That's the reality. That is absolutely yeah, the great reality point, dude. of it. Great point. But I, I mean, you're always going to have, and I'm not saying West Virginians or West Virginia is a loser. You guys are losers. Poverty. 
but you're going to have losers in any realignment scenario. Totally. Yeah, Nebraska, if we're being honest, brass tacks, tell me Nebraska is not a loser in the Big Ten. <coughs> they don't have the academics. They're there strictly for the money. Yeah. They're an odd fit. They have not been able to win or prosper. I mean, Matt Rule's there for a reason. Like, they've been terrible in football. Trev Alberts has struggled to build a program there. He yeah. has struggled to build a department there. And I love Trev. I've known Trev for years. Program. But he has struggled because I just think they're they're misaligned in the in the Big Ten. Yeah, they should be a Big Twelve school. But how do you how do you unwind the hundred million dollar watch? You yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Lance War says Utah is foaming at the mouth. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I we have talked about this ad nauseum. I don't believe any of these schools are willingly going to the Big Twelve. I think they are worried about securing their future. And I think some for very different reasons. I think athletic legacies are something that's very important to people. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one of the reasons when you watch all these games on TV, you get the Utah's Department of Lawyering. In, Stay hard! Like Utah's a finance, Purdue's a fine institution of engineering. Come enroll at Purdue and become an engineer. <gasps> you know, you get those marketing yeah, pieces. Yeah, for the yeah. school, right? Yeah. Because they care about academics. And I think at Utah, I would not say that Utah is ex even excited about this. Yeah. I don't think that Utah is enthusiastic about this. Enthusiasm. I just, I don't. I think, I think Utah will reluctantly go to the Big 12. Yeah. And they will bitch and complain until something is done about academics in that conference. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the reality of it. Brett Burnett. Nobody on pack wants to jump on fear that they'll be left out next contract, but there's no next contract for the pack. Well, I don't even think that it is. I don't even think it is the next contract. I think it's what leverage will you have to move if the pack 12 fails? You don't want to be on the Titanic when it actually gets under the water. I don't think you want to be there. Yeah. Uh, Rob Whitworth says, John Canzano reports the Pac-12 is on track to match or beat the Big 12's $31.2 million. Sweet. Sweet. That'd be awesome. Gabriel says, Larry was known as a Pac-12 dummy. George will be known as a Pac-10 destroyer. I think he probably <laughs> will. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Bourne says, Pitt may be coming soon. Talking with Raphael, is the Pac-12 the only conference with this much trouble or are there other conferences worse than the Pac-12? I think the Pac-12 is the most destabilized. I think the ACC is a group of unhappy puppies mm -hmm. that, you know. Just that, sitting here waiting. They're just, I, they're, they're, I mean, they've talked about how much money they're not making. And they signed like an 87-year grant of rights <laughs> that's like half a billion dollars to get out of. Yeah. I mean, it was dumb. Jason says the ACC is next, and then bottom dwellers in the big in the SEC are after them. Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. It could I, be, yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't get the idea. And again, I'm open to the fact that I'm wrong. I don't get the idea that any Pac-12 team is like, damn, dude, we have got to get to the Big 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. We have got to get to the Big 12. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, it's pretty clear that they, they look down at the Big 12. They're like, man, this sucks. Like, But we don't really have another choice. You know, like, I don't know. I, I, think that, I think that these schools understand a decision has to be made here and that this decision is crucial and that 
if you make a decision here that flames out, it's going to have massive consequences for your institution. You know, again, Utah being the example, but, you know, there are other programs here that you could use. So to me, I just think, you know, there's like John Canzano reporting that PAC's on track for 31 million a year. Hey, John Canzano has been pro PAC 12 since the day he was born. You know what I mean? Like that's, he's been in support of them and that's fine. I, cool. Like if the PAC finds a way to do that, great. You know, but what I'm, what I'm saying, and my point's always been that it's an inevitability that the two conferences will persist, you know, the big 10 and the sec. And the reason in my opinion, that that's an inevitability is because they're the ones doing the winning at the highest level. Like, like I'm not talking about, you know, hey, we had a nice 10-win season. Nobody gives a damn if you had a nice 10-win season. So what Kenzano is reporting, and I'm happy to tag this. Thankfully, somebody sent me the link. He's not reporting in any way, shape, or form that they're going to get. That's not at all what he's reporting. And let me see if I can, because I have a million and one screen. Yeah, grabs. let's see if we can get the launch yeah, codes right here. How we get the launch codes right. Yeah. Uh, he is not reporting that. Okay. What John Canzano is reporting is that several Pac-12 sources say that they are confident. So this is very different. This is not, oh, well, I'm reporting that I've been told. Several Pac-12 sources say they are confident the conference will match or beat the Big 12's announced 31.6 million annual media rights distribution figure. On Friday, one well-placed conference source called it in the vicinity of that number a layup. Okay, so let me just ask you, because I regularly read John Canzano. Yeah. And I used to read him every day, but it's just become too much. If we're being honest, John Canzano earlier today ripped, ripped, said in, in the break between the early session games, Hall of Fame player Jennifer Easy dropped by. She's the head of business development for the Las Vegas Aces. A handful of athletic directors were in the building, too. This is where Klyovkov posted up for the rest, waited and wondered. And nobody was talking about Pac-12 survival, according to Kenzano. Pac-12, imminent demise, Pac-12 teetering. The conference presidents and chancellors don't think so. Multiple athletic directors wave off the negativity as noise, too. Klyovkov hasn't projected any of that, especially not on Thursday when he was in public in Las Vegas at, at a major Pac-12 event. So... Let me just get this right. He's supposed to project negativity and doomsday publicly. <laughs> this is what you get from John Canzano, right? Like it is, it's remarkable to me. He says, quote, I don't know if Klyovkov is a fisherman, but I think he needs to appear on the deck of the SS Pac-12 next week. What does that mean? What, what, does that, what, what does that mean? And then he goes on to say, that fans in the Pac-12 need some news soon. Recruits want to know what's going on. Coaches are restless and wondering too. Oregon State's Jonathan Smith told me this week that he knows the media rights negotiations are out of his control. Meanwhile, boosters at SMU and San Diego State and some other places have watched and waited. We all sort of just are waiting. So then all of a sudden, two hours later, 
after all this breaking news happens from Stuart Mandel and Dennis Dodd, that the four corner schools are talking to the Big 12, all of a sudden you changed your tune and posted a piece about how the Pac-12 is officially exploring four expansion schools? Take that for what you will. But there is there is no chance there is no chance that the Pac-12 is going to add four schools. Let's say they do add San Diego State and SMU. Mm-hmm. What does that get them? It doesn't get them more money in their rights deal. Why would you split the pie four more ways? Like, and this is the hard part for me with like sources and I was told... The nonsensical stuff where, oh, I was told they're adding four teams to the Pac-12. Okay, Colorado State is what Kenzano is saying, that they're going after Colorado State. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. You add Colorado State, what's ESPN's reaction? Because that's the only reaction anybody cares about. Because ESPN's got the money to pay more. Yeah. And put, you know, your teams on television where people will watch them. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, like, with all due respect. Yeah. That's why I said, like, everybody who thinks that the, the, the Utes are, they're in the, they're in the Big 12. I'm telling you now, I think eventually the Utah Utes will end up in the Big 12. I think you will have to get them there kicking and screaming. I do. Yeah. Because I don't see a way that, from, at least from what I'm being told, I don't see a way that they're like, yeah, somebody call somebody call uh, your your mark and get us into the Big Twelve. Yeah, get them on the phone. That's not what Utah's doing. Utah does not have a desire to be there. They they don't. Yeah. And, and I'm just telling you, realize who we're talking about with John Canzano. This is the guy who does a podcast with John Wilner, and they put George Klyovkov on to do a hit on UCLA. The back of the envelope calculations, which in my opinion turned out to be complete garbage. Yeah. Half truth spin. Garbage. Never, and he was asked multiple times to provide the backup to those statistics that he talked about in that interview. And he never did. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. He, He was allowed to go on their podcast and say whatever he wanted to say. There were no follow up questions, there was no retort, nothing. Yeah. Oh, nobody. He, he, in that same podcast, he started his, his, hey, it's bad for the kids. It's bad for the money. We think we, we're back of the envelope. Like, no hard facts. You're in one of the best academic conferences in the country. You don't have a forensic accountant you can turn to. <laughs> you don't have somebody who can say, hey, go through and look at these numbers and how much is it extra going to cost USC and UCLA um, to go to the Big Ten? Um. And then when you were asked why you didn't do that, you refused to answer the question. But yet John Canzano and John Wilner didn't hit you back on that at all. And then you want to come out and say you're come looking on. at the APAC. Come on. With all due respect, man, I, 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 I have listened to and read John Canzano for years. John Wilner's behind a paywall, so I don't read a lot of what he does. I, John Canzano has lost a lot of credibility on the Pac-12. And that's not just us saying that, by the way. I no, mean, you can, that's I, I mean, easy to find, dude. I, I just... What else we got? What else What, what else are people saying here? That's amazing to me. I'm yeah. looking... I know that we got a... Uh, I apologize if I missed a tip. I saw a tip up there. I apologize if I missed it. 
I apologize. Carl Adams says uh, they want to be in the SEC. Who does? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sam J says Jesus is trying to help Utah through BYU, and Utah is not accepting. Could be. In Laura God's Weiss. Name, image, and likeness. Laura Weiss, a Texas Tech fan, says given what other reports are saying, I find it very hard to believe anyone in the pack is confident. And I find yeah. it really hard to believe that you're going to add four more teams that you cannot financially sustain. Yeah. Because who's paying for those four more teams? Because again, what, what my sources at ESPN are telling me is they don't believe that they should pay for San Diego State and SMU. Yeah. And they have said, we're not paying for San Diego State and SMU. By the way, they're right. And we've been telling you $25 million a year for five years. Today, I was point blank told they are at $22 million. And that there is significant divide in the conference, that they're, they're, the conversations amongst presidents and the, the groups of presidents that are working on these issues have been not great. That they have had heat in those conversations and there is nobody leading the conference except now apparently John Canzano. Congratulations, John. I think that's a demotion. Matt Hartley, FSU and Clemson aren't interested in going from 50 million behind to 30 million behind. Well, they're going to have to do something in the ACC because yeah. they're running out of options here. Yeah. They're running out of options. I don't even disagree with you, man, but yeah, they're running out of options for sure. Matt Merle says FSU and Clemson want to be in the SEC. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take a haircut to get there. You're going to lose some money to get there. And but then sometimes you'll, you need to do that. You'll, you'll pick it back up later. But We really did. I mean, the money that's in the SEC TV deal is pretty nice. You're at $50 million baseline. I mean... And that doesn't count any of your sponsorships, ad partners, corporate partners, TV money. Yeah. Is it 50 million bucks TV money? And then you go to the NCAA tournament or you go to bowl games or the college football playoff or, and all that money comes back in. Yeah. Right. I mean, then it's, hey, pay for the infrastructure of the bowl game and then you get a profit out of it. So I, I, it's, a, it's a lot. Bob Holsey says the same Willier and Cantano that predicted 50 to $60 million a year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, ever since I heard that Texas Tech throws tortillas and it has actual Zorro, I've wanted to play them. Texas Tech's a great college. Yeah. Ask Cliff Kingsbury. It's enjoyable to be, I'm telling I think Lubbock is one of the most underrated college towns in the country. Mm -hmm. That's just me. To Masta. Hey, Tumasta. Hey, Tumasta Choli. Tumasta. Uh, FSU wants and deserves big money. Your Mac can't afford it. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. You, you're not, there's not a chance in the world that FSU is going to the Big yeah, 12. That just doesn't make sense. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that'd, that'd be like saying that you're not getting a double bacon cheddar pizza at Papa Murphy's. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's kitchen, it's the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, let's get a couple of uh, Twitter comments in. 
hey, look at that, Utah Pig Bus. Utah Pig Bus says, if, if you say Utah is in talks with the Big 12, that's a lie. I think that Utah is not directly talking to the Big 12, but the conversation is being had. Yeah. So. Well, we I explain mean, the route, right? Like, this isn't some. This isn't like Brett Yormark is, you know. I think that you are in. You are indirectly talking to the Big Twelve, whether you want yeah. to own that or not, or agree or die. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the conversation is being had. Yeah, like, there's no they, doubt about there's that. There's no question. There is no doubt about that. Um, I mean, it, Twitter has become such a cesspool. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. Uh, go Black Forty Five says Ute fans will love truck stop sandwiches. <laughs> is truck stop conference <laughs> even an insult? <laughs> Because I do think it's funny that everybody's like, oh, you're a truck stop conference. Yeah. Flying J has great crappers, dude. They really you do. Know. They <laughs> really. I think it's hysterical that people are like, oh, you're a truck stop conference. <laughs> what does that mean? Is there not a single TA truck stop in California? Is there not? a? am telling you there is. Yeah. What are you trying to say that they're on uh, major interstates? Yeah, you ever, of, you ever heard of the 405 freeway? What kind of insult is... I, we were talking about this before the show today. What kind of insult is truck stop conference? I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. I have. Uh, John Dry says, I'm a huge tech fan. I go to at least one game a year in Lubbock. It's a great yeah, atmosphere. Dude. I'm sure it's a hell of a time. Uh, Burnett says, no doubt fans will want better scheduling of these conferences. Do not have their crosstown rivals in it. Yeah, I think a lot. I think the sad thing about realignment is rivalries are dying. Yeah, that's what I think. But I also think rivalries can be reborn. Utah yeah. and BYU, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you can. There are ways to get it done. Yeah, I really, I really worry for Utah. I do because you know I vacillate back and forth on this because I I know in my mind the right thing to do is to join the Big Twelve. Yeah, but. I, the academic thing is real, man. Like I, I'm, I, I, the academic thing is real and I, I wish, I, I wish it was easier than that. Yeah, I do. Uh, Hey, Joseph Melendez gives us a $20 tip to say, Utah reminds me of Texas A&M who rebuilt their whole ego on being associated with their new league rather than, uh, what they bring to it. The league doesn't make the school, even though the money helps it, it's up to the schools. Oh, I think that's a great point. It is the it is, but I think this is also why Utah is so hell bent on staying in the Pac-12, because it's that grouping of schools. There's no way to argue that the Pac-12, if you leave the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12, it's a step back academically. I mean, there's yeah, just there's no, no way, way around to, it. But the, no the problem way. is, dude. The problem is, is that it's flawed thinking, though, because again, you're taking a massive risk by staying in the Pac-12, like. Like, I hope, and we'll see what happens. Hey, I, I mean, if they stay in the Pac-12, I'm going to keep, you know, beating this horse into the ground, if you will, about how, you know, if if those four schools up north go to the Big Ten, you are going to have... Up north. Dude, you are going to have serious problems. Because right now, adding San Diego State and SMU is not getting the job done. You think if you, if you lost four and oh. you just had the four corner schools in the conference... Bro and you tried to expand the six, and those were the two to expand, that's not going to work. And, and that's why I say, like, I don't disagree. The Big 12 is a massive step down, academically speaking. That is a clean-cut, no-doubt-about-it fact. It just yeah. is. But that said, you're just going to have to swallow that pill and be okay with it because 
your survival depends on it. That's the problem. Yeah. Joseph, I think that's an interesting point. Is it the group or is it the individual? And I think... Very interesting point. I think for Utah, you know, going to the Big 12 academically, academically, you don't have a choice but to make it about the individual. And I think it's high time that Utah gets on the train of social media and gets it going more than they are right now. I do like, wish that the Utah Utes would promote themselves at a higher level. I, 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 I just, really do. I just don't understand what you're I mean, waiting for. Listen, I live in Salt Lake City, and I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm in hell every single day because nobody here likes Notre Dame. But what I can tell you is I go to the University of Utah Hospital. Gonzaga. Uh, my car loan is with the University of Utah Credit Union, uh, University Federal Credit Union. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they, they're a fantastic business operation. Like... The University of Utah is an excellent, excellent institution. Yes. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. And I, you, you know how I feel about Utah football. Like, I mean, it is, there's, it's hard to drop a negative thing on Utah. Marketing is one of those things. Like it's, and it's weird because your main competitor, BYU, is phenomenal at it. Mm-hmm. But yet the Utah Jazz and the Utah Utes and RSL, really, for that matter, can't get out of their own way marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand it. And I think the Utah Jazz are coming. I, I think, you know, and we're not going to get to it today because of this story, but Ryan Smith goes on, you know, the radio in this market and talks about every Jazz fan having access, and that's what I want to hear. And, yeah. and I think that Oh, Utah, he nailed it. Yeah, I think Ryan Smith did a hell of a job talking about it uh, this morning. And I think that, you know, the, the, the Utes, you know, need to, you know, all jokes aside, need to start taking note of that, right? Like, they need to start you know, getting on board with, hey, we have to tell our story. BYU has told its story repeatedly. And well. Yeah, like, and they prioritize it, and it's it's easy to find it. And And I really think, like, when we look at, like, this whole conversation of Utah and these four corners going to a new conference and, like, when you do that, you have all this added momentum that you wouldn't normally have. Like, yeah. hey, we just joined this conference. Everything's amazing. Let's, let's drive the new car, right? Let's go on a road trip in the new car. It, that in college athletic land is videos and sponsorships and new advertisers and all this awesome stuff. So my question is, if you do make the move, which I think they will make the move at some point, what does that look like up on the hill? Because I don't, I don't want them to miss that opportunity. Yep. No, I don't disagree with you all. 612 of you, if you would please hit the like button, that would be phenomenal here on the Monty show. Uh, as we talk about a little breaking news in the big 12 and the pac 12 and, um, you know, CBS and The Athletic are reporting today that the uh, Four Corner schools uh, are talking to uh, the Pac-12, um, or, or excuse me, are talking to the Big 12 uh, about membership. And we were told point blank today that uh, Utah is, is a reluctant participant, uh, that they have serious reservations about joining the Big 12 based on academics. Uh, the athletic side of Utah is fully vested in going to the Big 12, but that the the you know the the academics the you know the smart people at Utah, uh, the administrators, the presidents, the chancellors are not sold on on being affiliated with Big 12 academics, and I cannot say I blame them. Uh, from where Utah is now to where the Big 12 is is a significant decline academically, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on the Big 12. I think that's just the reality of it. And I think that matters to Utah. Um, and I think it's been, it's been a significant divide. We were told that BYU um, has been involved in helping to foster a conversation uh, with Utah. So, 
it's it's it makes too much sense to go easily. Yeah, is what I would say. It yeah. makes it makes far too much sense to go easily, which is probably why it will not. The Monty Show on a daily basis is presented by our good friends at the Advocates. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour, so I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the Advocates. Yep, utahadvocates.com, or depending on where you are, you can go to theadvocates.com. And the best part about the Advocates, you do not pay them until they win your case. No consultation fees, no, you know, big upfront costs, no retainers. You do not pay the advocates until they win your case. You can chat with them on their website. If you've been in an accident, if you're saying to yourself right now, man, should I should I get a lawyer? I got it. like if you get hit on your bicycle, if somebody drives recklessly, I mean, you didn't deserve to get hit by that car that ran a red light. You do deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com. There's a chat feature. You can talk for free with an attorney live online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. And you guys have been phenomenal on the show today. Thank you so much. The comments have been amazing on this story. I mean, I, I think that, you know, really when you look at all of these situations, I would just ask you guys, let me put it out to you. What do you think happens here? Uh, does Gonzaga actually, actually join the, the Big 12? Um, does Utah, Gonzaga, Colorado, Gonzaga, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona state and Gonzaga join the the big 12. I mean, what would you, what do you think about the academics? How important, you know, as a fan, as a Ute fan, as a BYU fan, like how important is it to you as a Baylor fan, as a Texas tech fan, as a USC fan, how important are academics to you when we're talking about, Hey, where do you want to play your football versus, hey, how do you want to line up academically? Like, how important are these these items in your checklist when we're talking about, hey, what conference are you ultimately going to end up in? Because I think that's really, I think that's really what it's about. Simon, yeah. twenty seventy seven says, I think we leave Utah behind. Who's we? When you say that, uh, Chris P. Uh, whoa, Chris P. A member of the program, man. Look at that thumbnail. My God. Hell yeah, uh, Chris. Chris P. Says they'll all join by June. Hey. I think this next week is critically important because the Pac-12, I think, is make or break this week. I yeah. think this, this meeting of the minds that's going to happen in Las Vegas at the men's basketball tournament, I think is crucial. I mean, think of a word that means absolutely imperative that you come out of that in lockstep in one direction. If it's me you want to talk to, perhaps we can arrange a meet. Because, again, it's been explained to me multiple times by sources close to this situation that the biggest problem in the Pac-12 right now is there's no leadership and they are all moving in different directions. And that you, you look at Washington and you look at Oregon, they have a different agenda than Stanford and Cal. Let's go somewhere. I, 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 truly, main, I, I truly believe and I maintain, I don't think Stanford academics and academia gives a damn if they ever play another sporting match. I, I just think they don't care. I think Cal, the, the leadership at Cal is so pissed about Memorial Stadium and the debt load and the renovation and that whole process. I don't think they care if they ever play another football game against Stanford. Facts. Yeah, that's, that's facts. I, I, I think that they, those two institutions are very different. Their line of, of, you know, their agenda items are completely different than Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. But I think all four of them, 
would take a um, a membership bid into the Big Ten today. Yeah. Today. I And again, I'm not trying to hate on the Big 12, but I'm just going to tell you what I have heard repeatedly. There is not a Pac-12 member that is dying to get into the Big 12. And how could you blame them, right? I mean, I understand. Again, I understand this educational angle about how, like, you know, the Big 12 doesn't stack up educationally and, you know, it's a little bit different of a feel. But I want to remind everybody, and again, I'm not even being tongue-in-cheek about this. When we say, hey, they're going to go to the Big 12, they're not getting, you know, a flatbed that's 40 feet long <laughs> and taking Rice Eccles out to Stillwater. I, I do think that's – because I do think there are people like, who are like, well, if you go to the Big 12, I mean, are we going to – where are we going to build a new medical school in are Stillwater? Are you out of your goddamn mind? I mean, there's only so much land in Stillwater. Yeah, like you're cows not, poop everywhere. I mean, like, you, how are you going to build on it? You're not moving the scooter. Yeah, it's all paperwork, bro. It's paperwork <laughs> and paint on the field, bro. I do think that's funny. Hall of Fame Media, Hall of Fame College Football Podcast. Well, we'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, says you guys need to get a clue about the academics. Okay, what oh, about please it? Please enlighten yeah, us. Yeah, please enlighten us, dude. Please, we are we are sponges for your educational. Yeah. Information. Yeah. Please inform us. Because like, I'm telling you now, a Brody of mine sent me a link to an article that kind of lays out the academics pretty point blank. And this is what I this is what I love too. I, I, I'm I'm more than, I don't have any shame saying it. I love the guy that comes into the comments is like, hey, you guys are stupid. You need to, hey, you need to figure it out. And look, then it's like, look, hey, look and then it's like, hey, explain it. And then you never hear from him again. Look here, dickhead. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna like, we're gonna educate you today, sir. Yeah. Like, I love that guy. You guys are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me teach you some things. Y'all feel me? Hey, boy, let me learn you something. <laughs> right? Like, now, Hall of Fame, media, educate us all. Please. You know more than all of us combined. Oh, my God, just like that. Right? I'll let me know, bro. Yeah, dude. Because we are here to learn from your awesomeness. Yes. The aura of testosterone-filled greatness. We want to ingest that into our bosom. Yes. I want to. Yes. Yes. This yes. Probably, that's probably a little too far. You're a douche. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> we probably went too far with that. Uh, Nick Roten says, hypothetical, your Brett in Washington State, Oregon State are blowing up your phone to get in today. What do you do? Hell no. Send them a voicemail. Yep. Sorry, dude. Can't do it, bro. Send them a voicemail. Can't do it. And, and that's the thing. You have to find the balance. And, and the, I'm telling you, the question is not. Oregon State, Washington State. The question is Utah, right? And, I, and I'm not trying to obsess on Utah, but if Utah's calling Brett, let's say, and that's not how this is going, by the way. This is all back-channel conversation. You know, you, you know, Utah isn't directly talking to Brett, but we know for a fact on good information that the conversation is being had through, through multiple routes and channels. Like, you look at this and you say, okay, if the official conversation, AD at Utah calls Brett your mark, Hey, bud, we, you know, we're open to joining the Big 12. You know, then I think it's like, okay, what does Brett do with that? Because Utah alone, I'm not so sure if Utah alone is trying to answer that. He says yes. I think Utah on a package deal is yes. Utah exactly alone, right. not so sure about that, man. Not so sure about that. Not so sure about that. It's going to, I, I, again, you guys, I, I know you're probably going to be pissed that I'm saying it, but I'm just telling you now. To get any Pac-12 team to go to the Big 12, it's gonna, you're literally going to have to have, like, somebody's finger is going to have to be on the nuke button. I'm a man! Like, the conference is going to have to be dead in the water 
Because and I understand it again. I know according to Hall of Fame bro over there or whatever the flip his name is. I don't know anything about academics. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just some stupid little bro over here doing you a know, podcast. Do you do you sharpen your own pencils or do you use mechanical? You know, just because we talk to the people who know about academics. You know, I'm just some stupid little hillbilly. You know, in this truck stop conference and stuff. But anyway, the point is. <laughs> the point is, I understand why the Pac-12 uh, is hesitant to to break themselves up. I yeah. do. I get it. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would be in the exact same place. Yeah. You know. Yeah, dude. Uh, DF Oss says, let's be kind if we claim Christianity. Who's being unkind? Yeah, I don't think we're being unkind. I was simply asking about mechanical or regular pencils. Yeah. In God's name, you know. image, and likeness. What, do, what? By the way, bro hasn't answered from the Hall of Fame yet. That's how it goes. He won't. Which probably makes him yeah, I mean, Hall I, of Fame. You know. Rodney, uh, what's up, Rodney? says, Big 12 academics are not that bad. KU is AAU and a huge and has huge research. TCU is academically That's sound. What saying, but, dude. But teat for teat, if we're talking about 1v1... Again, I'm just the the rankings are not kind. In the the Pac-12 is ranked on average 97th, right? So right. they're yeah. the all of their membership is ranked 97th, and this is who's going to be in the conference in 2025. The back of the envelope calculations say they're 97th. And the problem is in the Big 12, you're ranked 148th on average. But my problem with this concept is not that that's untrue. That is absolutely true. Like the Big 12 is a is 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 below the Pac-12 academically speaking. My problem is, is that the Pac-12 seems to be characterizing this as like you're going from the Ritz to living on the street in a tent, which is not true. Well, that's just I, but, not true. But man, I I, I, I will just care. say it again. That, they don't yeah, care. I know. They, yeah, they view. I, know. I don't know yeah. how to break this to people. Like the academics in the the in the Pac-12. You know what they view. They view they view the Big Twelve as a as a porta potty, you know, like they want like a palatial oh. spa type. They want type. the Ritz in San Francisco, man. You know, I and I when you're when you're rolling with Stanford and Cal, do you do you really want to roll with Cincinnati and West Virginia at two hundred and thirty four? But here's my thing: Come on now. Are, are you really telling me that these academic folks are willing to take that risk, the risk of? Stanford and Cal going to a different conference and leaving you behind. You're really telling me you're willing to take that risk. I don't know. That's crazy. Patrick, by the way, Patrick Bourne, Baylor's a hell of an educational institution. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, uh, it is. Nick Roten, you wait and see what happens after the Pac-12 media rights actually get released. I don't know if that ever happens. <laughs> I think that there is, I asked somebody this today. Like, what's this process going to look like as it plays out? And this, this person who's very high up in the TV industry said there's a real good chance you'll never hear anything. If the Pac-12's going to die, the likely scenario is you'll never hear anything. They will never sign a grant of rights. There will never be a TV deal. They will simply begin to lose members, um, which will force a new move to something else. Um, so I don't know what that looks like. I, I, I really don't know what that looks like. Joe Parker says, do you guys cover jazz games too a ton? Yeah. But today, this story has been a behemoth. Yeah. Usually, we usually right now we're usually have Mrs. Monty on the show, and we're talking about non-sports. But this Big Twelve, Pac-12 story, and um, you know our 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 breaking news, and I'm sure we're not the only ones who have it. But Gonzaga has been verbally offered a spot in the Big Twelve. Mm -hmm. That's a big story. Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga has been offered Big Twelve membership. 
And I, I... I jump all over that thing, man. But see, again, I think Gonzaga has the luxury of time. They do. They do. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to... Because you are already kind of on an island, right? I mean, I know you're technically in a conference, but, you know, from a basketball perspective... You're on an island. You're you're this team that's damn good, super quality. People wonder if you'll be that same team in the Big 12, but you have the luxury of just chilling. It, I mean, it's not like you're in independence and you're like, man, we got to get something done. We're, we're not in a great place. Like, you're in a good spot right now. You're chilling. The question about Gonzaga is, are you just a tournament team, a team that gets up for tournaments? Because right now in the WCC, they don't have a real tough road to hoe. Yeah, that's like warm-up for the actual tournament. Right, and they, they'll play these games on, on aircraft carriers against Michigan State in San Diego, and they're going to look good, and Timmy's going to be amazing. And, and Mark Few's going to do a freaking interview. Mark Few's going to recruit, and he's going to keep pipeline, but he's also going to take a vacation during WCC play for the most part. Now St. Mary's, BYU, that's always a challenge for the most part. And then you're going to get to the tournament, and Gonzaga's going to be ready to go because they're going to be well-rested. They're going to be ready and, you know, tested. And mm -hmm. Great point. But Not how what it's happens work in the big, dude. when you got to go to Lawrence in Manhattan and you got to go to Stillwater and Provo? Um. Potentially, you got to go to Salt Lake City and you got to go to Arizona. You got to go to Tucson and you got to see those teams twice a year and you got to see Kansas twice a year and you got to see Houston twice a year. And now we're talking about a different game because, you know, you're, you're not in the WCC anymore. So I do think Gonzaga has no reason to hurry because if they watch it, they're going to watch it six months from now. Now, Utah, totally different situation because Utah's not irreplaceable. Gonzaga basketball is a one-off. They're like Duke. Yeah. You know, like they're a yeah. one-off. That's Gonzaga. Yeah. It's very difficult you, to replace You know that. the name. Yeah. You know the very name. Very difficult to replace that. So I think Gonzaga has leverage at teams like Arizona State, um, Utah, Colorado. I don't think Colorado has a ton of leverage because I don't no. think Deion Sanders means that they're, you know. By the way, Deion hasn't won a game yet. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Krug says, how many of the athletes at Stanford could get into the university if they did not play sports? Oh my God. Dude. But, but oh, contraire, mon frere. It's, it's your boy, Bryce Love. You know, you look at, yeah. you, you look at the guys, Casey Jacobson or nine out of those 10 athletes are well qualified to go to Stanford. Mm -hmm. Are there the one off? Sure. But most of those guys, do you understand? And we, we, hello? Your, your cable's unplugged. This one? Yeah. Hi. I don't Still know what unplugged. happened there. There you go. Now you're plugged Hello. in. Hello. Hello. Um, Is this thing on? But it's not that you can't get in. The issue at Stanford is the workload. Because as I explained earlier, so I'm sorry if I'm going to be redundant here, as I explained earlier. Yeah. Hey, you know, Mrs. Yeah, Professor Jana Jerkoff. Uh, Professor you know, Hall of Fame. Uh, I got practice. We practiced wait la late last night. Uh, I'll turn this in on Friday instead of Thursday. No, you won't. You won't, actually. Man, what you mean, man? That doesn't work that way. My hey, fucking head. You know, my paper, I know it's due on the 7th, but we have a big game. Can we turn it in on the 10th when I get... No. Hey, how about... No. Hey, can... No. There's no off time. There's papers. Obviously not. There's class, there's class you have to be at, a mandatory minimum. And if you're not in person now, the other thing that nobody wants to talk about, look at the way, look at the way remote learning has changed college athletics. Seriously. Because now, just, oh, I'm on a road trip. I can't do it. Well, here's a school-provided laptop and you know, tablet, and you're going to be in class. And by the way, Coach, from 10 to 11, John has biophysics. 
Oh, by the way, did I mention that at, at places like Stanford, every class is an AP class. Is this the dagger? Did I mention that the way they grade papers is significantly more succinct than it is at Jimmy's Junior College, right. where they're teaching you to, to do lube oil and filter, <laughs> right? Like it's, yeah. the academia is the problem. It's not getting in. We can get you in, bruh. How are you going to pay? How are you going to write that paper? Yeah. When you've got three games in five days. And well, and I think it's not a secret that they get, I mean, they get, they, they have assistance, they get help. Like, you know, they do. Like, there's a lot of, you know, team learning. Like, you, but, you do but again, things like at, that. At Notre Dame. Yeah. At, I know, I know Notre Dame athletes who have gone through this exact same thing. You almost drop out. I, I worked with many years ago, I worked with a, a male cheerleader from Notre Dame. And that's a full scholarship position. They would, they would practice more than the football team practices, travel more than the football team travels, and still go to all the football activities and still go to all the basketball activities. Yeah, dude. And they got no breaks to write papers. They got no breaks to study for a big test. They got no breaks. Like this kid, I, I vaguely, we worked together at Schaumburg Jeep Eagle way back in the day. Mm -hmm. And this kid in between selling cars has like a stack of homework, like just sitting here and it's Chinese to me, dude. Yeah. Like their lie, when you go to an institution of higher learning, it's not the free pass that you think people get. It is not the free pass you think people get. I'm telling you, it is really, really hard. Yeah, dude. It is. I don't know why you would do it. I don't know why you would do it. I, like, I, I don't, I, I true, I, honest to God, why would you go to Stanford and play football? Because mm -hmm. if you're there to play football, and this is what I said about Utah, Kalen Clay all those years ago, why would you put yourself at Utah? Yeah. Because the academics are just crushing your balls. <laughs> okay, well, he was a junior college transfer one year. I totally get it. Yeah. As a freshman, why are you going to Notre Dame? Do you know how hard you got to go to mass? You have to go to daily prayers. You got to do your homework. You got to go to study hall. You got to meet with your academic advisor twice a day. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you also got to watch tape. You also got to practice. We you built also, this program on NIL. You also got to lift. You got to rehab. Oh, by the way, did I mention you got to eat five times a day? Why would you? And it's really difficult. Yeah. Do you understand how difficult theology courses at BYU can be? My God. Come on, man. Uh, Hall of Fame Media, seriously, you block the comments and then run your mouth? What block comment? Yeah, we didn't block a comment. We do dude. not block yeah. any. If you got blocked, I'll tell you this, bro. If you got blocked, you got blocked by, by YouTube. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Well done, sir. And I, we do not block any comments on this show, dude. So you can, you can keep trying. Yeah. We do not block comments Ain't on this show. Ain't got time for that, bro. We, dude, there is no... So go ahead, restate your comment. If you cursed or if you insulted people, there's a real good chance. Yeah. YouTube that, is extremely aggressive about that. Greg Hawkins says it's the penile augmentation conference. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Carl Adams, uh, Moral Act of 1862 provides federal funds to establish a land-grant... Oh, come on, man. Are we really going back to land-grant colleges? You know. Um, Maury Alvarez, the top academic schools are good in the Big 12, but bottom are the worst of the worst. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree, dude. Totally agree. Uh, w. Jason Spangler, SEC is yesterday's news. Okay. 
Well, oh, yeah, uh, as yeah. in yesterday when they won back-to-back national championships at Georgia? You know. That one? Or, well, Jalen Carter was actually in the news yesterday for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Sam J., once again, get AAU acceptance. You, can you lose it? You can, but it has nothing to do with conference affiliation. It is all academia. It is all you, – you can, you can lose it. But you are – I mean, you're going to have to go out of your way to lose it. And but it this takes, is my point about them joining the Big 12, right? But to lose it real quick, to lose it, you have to have a group that reviews you, makes a recommendation, and then other, another group that votes on your membership in AAU. Damn. It's hard to lose your AAU membership. Yeah. Uh, Greg Romano says, ignorant Utah deniers have said BYU ceased to be Utah's rival when the Utes joined the Pac-12. Well – I mean, they did win like 37 straight rivalry games. Yeah. Matt Hartley, Utah Jazz and Oklahoma Thunder being in the same division. Utah to the Big 12 confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, are the Jazz tanking? Uh, Gregory Krug, that's, you know. uh, If academics were that important, Tulane and Rice would be in in the P5. They wouldn't, though. That's not how it works. Why would they be in a P5? What do you mean? Yeah. What What does that mean? Uh, Greg Hawkins says, yes, uh, Sam J. Yes. Iowa state lost theirs. I believe. Yeah. Ooh, I did not know that DWE. The big 12 has zero interest in Cal or Stanford. Correct. I don't think because the big 12 is different. They want to win games. The PAC 12 wants to win chess matches. The big 12 wants to win football games. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a huge difference. Yeah. You know, uh, DF says Monty already stated that talks are taking place in the big 12. No invitations yet. Correct. I would agree with that. Gary says, if Utah goes to the SEC, we go seven and five or eight and four at best. Y'all need to chill on asking Utah to go to the SEC. That's yeah, not they're happen. yeah, they're not there yet, dude. That's not gonna happen. By the way, I'm still looking for my Hall of Fame, dude. Yeah, where's Buddy? At? I don't see your I don't see your comments. And by the way, you, um, YouTube has blocked no comments. I I have access to all the comments they blocked. I was gonna go and approve your comment. YouTube is blocked. YouTube any comments, is not dude. blocked. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Hall of Fame. You, I see your first comment. Right here. Um, and it's not. One I see is LOL. All anyone wants to speak on is AAU, but the affiliation is not the only measure of academic success, which is exactly what we said. Yeah. What are you talking That's about? That's exactly we what we said. You just said that. Yeah. What are you? I said that two hours ago. Um, Hall of Fame also says they are different types of school. That wasn't my first comment either. Okay. Okay, I, I, dude, it's it's fine, bro. What I'm telling you is, I can only speak to Utah academics because I had this conversation exactly today. Yeah. What I can tell you is, at Utah, they do not love the idea of being affiliated with the schools in the Big Twelve academically. They do not identify themselves academically with the schools in the Big Twelve. They identify themselves AAU or otherwise. They identify themselves and align themselves with the schools in the Pac-12. It's one of the main reasons they were so happy to go. Yeah. So I get that. And we've talked about this. The the idea that West Virginia is in the Big 12, I think, obviously, it goes without saying, where they 234 in the country. Right. It hurts the Big 12 academically. But the problem is, it's not even the top or the bottom of the Big 12. The middle of the Big 12 is not well regarded academically. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts you so much. And you look at conferences, you know, like the, the again, and, and I have the list in front of me, and I'm happy to, if you guys, I don't know, I've never done this before. 
a, a guy I know sent me this. Yes, I can do this. Look, this is, the, this is what I'm looking at. And I just dropped it in the comment here, so I hope you guys can see it. Um, this is a complete explanation of the rankings and the breakdown. And this was updated. This was originally from September of 2021, updated January 13th of 2023. And accounts for where all of these schools will be in 2025. Northwestern in the Big Ten, Northwestern is 10th in the country. Their average ranking is 56th. Are you serious? Their worst school is Nebraska at 151st. Yeah. So if you go to the if you go to the Pac-12, their average ranking is 97th. Stanford's third. Cal's 20th. Washington is 55th. Colorado's 97. Arizona, Oregon, and Utah are 105th. Arizona State 121. The bottom school is Washington State at 212th. Right. Everybody has their moles. So 97th the Pac-12. Okay. Well, let's look at the Big 12. Your average is 148th. And you really fall off after Baylor, B- they, they, they need to thank their lucky stars. They got BYU from an academic standpoint because BYU is second in the conference, 89th in the country. Baylor, BYU, TCU. TCU and BYU are tied for second at 89th. And then Kansas is 121st. And it gets worse from there. K-State, 166. Oklahoma State, 182nd. Texas Tech, um, 219. Um, West Virginia, 234. Um, so again, when Utah says, hey, I'm worried about being affiliated with the academics in the Big 12, they're not talking about West Virginia, dude. I think they're more talking about K-State, Houston, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, than West Virginia. Yeah. I think that's what they're yeah. worried about. Yeah, I understand. You know, like, it, it, it's not... It's a fair point. I just think... It is. I just think that it's... From the big picture survival perspective, it's not a relevant take because your school is not going to suffer. It's not like we're going to sit here and say, well, because you're in the Big 12 and, you know, um, they yeah. all suck in the classroom that all of a sudden Utah's reputation is going to take some huge hit. Just because you joined that conference on paper doesn't mean that, what, what did you say Utah was? 104th, I think you said? Like, that doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be 500th in the nation. You know, yeah. like, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I would need to, I would need to talk to somebody in this thought process and in this uh, mindset to understand just, just why it mattered so much to them. Uh, when you're looking at the kind of bump in money, the kind of bump in but, opportunity. But look, we talked to a, an alumni today. Yeah. Whose mother really wanted him to go to Utah because of the academics. Great football player. His mom wanted him to go to Utah because of the academics. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. I'm telling you, it matters. Uh, Wet Blanket says, I couldn't even tell you where Utah is. Is that cool? Yeah, because you're an Oklahoma State fan, so we wouldn't expect you to know geography. See what, wow. I, see what I did wow, there? That, that, that is, that the is a of the grade conference. A uh, nuking right there. The <laughs> uh, John Upshaw says academics will screw them. If Utah is willing to let academics stop their athletic program from striving, then good luck in the Mountain West again with the stupid Cal State schools. I think that's the natural progression because I don't know where They're else they're never going go, back dude. to the Mountain West. But, they're gonna, but, I think dude. 70% Utah winds up in the Big 12. And I think there's a 30% chance in some form or fashion the Pac-12 survives. Yeah. 
We'll find out. Maybe I'm a complete idiot. I'm, nobody's saying. Like I don't Hall think, of Fame look, says. Well, yeah. I, Maybe yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I'm saying, the the Mountain West conversation is not, hey, they're you know going to pick the Mountain West over the Big 12 or staying no. in the pack. That's not the conversation no. on the Mountain West. The Mountain West is the emergency, no better option course of action because you need a home. Totally agree. 100%. Could not have said it better myself. I told you, you're never going. Utah's you're not going never there unless going the you, you don't have another choice. Never are yeah. they going to the Mountain West. You think yeah. there's academic problems in the Big 12? Look at the Mountain West. Yeah. Good God. You know, you want to fix all your academic problems and have better thinking? Go to buckedup.com and use the promo code Monte to get 20% off at checkout. Uh, or in the description below, click the link. Don't take my word for it. Get the free samples. Three free samples, any that you want. If you're a pre-workout guy, if you're a bulk guy, if you are a... I love shaker cup guy. The shakers from Bucked Up are fun, nom in old. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal. They are fantastic. Get it for free. Three free samples of your choice and a free Bucked Up shaker right in the description below. Click the link. They'll send it right to your door for free. At Bucked Up, use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Make sure you also stop by any of their stores in Utah. I personally shop at South Jordan. Love the Orem store. Love the Murray store. Uh, but Sojo just happens to be right down the street from the crib. The crib. You know. Crib. Um, so I'm still waiting, by the way, for Hall of Fame to... Yeah, where's Buddy? Tell me how stupid I am. Yeah. I haven't found him. Uh, wet Blanket says weak sauce. It's not personal Wet Blanket. I'm only kidding with you, man. It's all good. Jason said I laughed out loud. Uh, Carl Adams said if half the AAU schools in the Pac-12 join the Big 12, then the Big 12 will have more AAU schools. See what I'm talking about yeah, here? See if you're afraid. Well, it's like on the, it's over the te- here yeah. and four from over there. It's, well, it's and, a test and then question, six right? Over here, and then you take the test question yeah. and you wind it up in a ball and you stick it up your ass. They, <laughs> no, see what I meant? I to see that's not okay, what I was so Jimmy had five oranges. You took seven, and your mom gave him three. How many oranges does Jimmy have? But she also took the the seeds out of the oranges and inserted grapes into her. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> Jimmy. The brought, point is, the Jimmy point got worse. Stale oranges. Oh to my God! Just like that. Practice, oh. uh, Michael Thames. Uh, says academics uh, with a conference never hurt OU in Texas. Big Eight in the SWC in the South and uh, to the Big Twelve. Yeah. I think people have different priorities. Well, that's the reality of it. I, I mean, I, it, yeah. Again, they care about winning football games in the Big Twelve. Football, chess masters, chess matches, and robotics competitions in the Pac-12. Yeah, these are some nice ivory pawns you have here. I mean, that is the reality of the situation. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody related to Team Boone Pickens uh, gives a rat's ass about the academic score. They don't. At, at Oak, they Oak don't, State. dude. They want. They want Mullet Head to win football games. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all. I'm a man. Pete and Laura Hero. Do they teach the flaws of averages? In the Pac-12, probably not. No. Probably not. That's not part of the curriculum. MJ, Mana, Maha, MJ your, your name's just MJ. It's been a long day. Utah's academic ranking won't drop if they join the Big 12. That's it what I'm won't. saying, dude. But it's the people around them. Yeah. It's the Seth pool of death. Dude, this is like... <sighs> man, I'm not saying like, they're right. I'm I know just, you're not I'm saying I'm just going to die yeah. on this yeah. hill of... Yeah. I, it's not my opinion. This is Utah's opinion. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They value academia. Uh, as they should. Big Reed says, why would the Big 12 want two schools in the, in a state of 4 million? Because they draw TV numbers. Yeah, because, you know, the rest of the country watches. And, and by the way, 
I would remind you, BYU's got a national championship, and Utah's won the last two Pac-12 championships and gone to the Rose Bowl. They got a natty. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Gabriel says, Hall of Fame Media, Hall of Fame uh, football podcast. I don't see him in the chat anymore. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the chat like I Utah just, leaving the pick. I just don't understand why guys do that. You guys don't know things or anything about this. Okay, well, go ahead and explain it. You're blocking my comments. Well, actually, we went back and checked, and none of your comments are blocked. So, like... Yeah, dude. You probably shouldn't say it if you can't defend it. Yeah. Charles uh, Olzawaski. Olzawaski. Man, I hope I got that right. Olzawski. Uh, CO. Charles. Chucky. What's yeah, up? Yeah, Chuck. The Pac-12's TV deal will have its games broadcast on convenience store gas pump media screens. <laughs> as long as it can print me a receipt, I'm good with that, man. Yeah. John Upshaw. You think Stalin can... Uh, Hello. Hello. Stanford and Calgo Independent. I do not. Nah. Never. Nah. Big time, uh, brother. Cougar tracks. Cougar. Uh, where's my wife? Check the cougar tracks. <laughs> I'm a child. Give me a, give me a break. I'm going to um, do that. Which would Sataki and Wit want? A player with an IQ of 120 or an athlete with a five-star recruit? Uh, your mom. <laughs> How about yes? <laughs> Both. Uh, John Upshaw. You, uh, no, I don't. Uh, Mapes. Dude, Mapes. The Mapes. How we doing, brother? Utah doesn't teach seeing uh, the forest through the trees. They do not. Nor no. the water from the boat. Seriously. You're welcome. Uh, Jim Choi, Utah education is the same as Big 12 schools. It's not, though. It's not. Uh, again. 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 Dude. Utah is 105th, which is like 7th in the Pac-10. And in the Big 12... And this is my point, and maybe this you're making my point for me. In the Big 12, they would be fourth. And it would be fourth with a bullet because then it's K-State fifth with 121. It's Big 12! Hello? They would actually, yeah, they'd be fourth behind Baylor, BYU, and TCU. Fourth. They yeah. would go from bottom of the conference to near the top. Which apparently is a bad thing. And apparently the same thing, depending on how your math works. Yeah. Uh, Wet Blanket said, lost back-to-back -back Rose Bowls. True. Can't get away from it. Uh, ran like a scared puppy. Look, if you're going to be a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dogs eat. Damn. That was such a good speech. T. Lawrence Gragston, the entire country will watch the Holy War in Big 12 conference games. Yeah, they will. I think so. I think they will. Final comment on this goes to the D.A., and what is BYU's rank? Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? I already said it. They're second in the Big 12, 89th in the country. What's up, motherfuckers? Good, good academic school going uh, again, again, again. I'm just telling you. It's very difficult to be an athlete at BYU. I know a thousand yeah. of them. Yeah. And it's not easy. It is not easy at all. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I just, listen, man, I think this is a great discussion. Hopefully we'll be able to update it on Monday. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for the non-sports stories of the day. Because I need some levity in my life. Okay. Which non-sports story of the day would you prefer to start with, young Jacob? What are the options? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of the non-sports stories of the day. 
Oh, tooth Tesla? fairies. Tooth fairies. Oh, tooth fairies. Tooth fairies all day. Okay. Yeah, tooth fairies. My friends, can we please have a talk about your kids? Yeah, and this much relates to uh, Utah, you know, not going to the Big 12, such as in like, uh, how much do you pay your kids for their tooth that fell out that they put under their pillow that you decided to dress up like the tooth fairy? Okay, have you guys heard this story? And I hope you have, because rectally speaking, this is bad. <laughs> Um, the average cost of the tooth fairy in this country, and you cannot make this up, it's over $6. Um, um, there um, are parents in this country, and I, I just want people to understand this, that there are parents in this country paying their children $6.23. Bro. You guys, I said there are parents. They're in this country, the United States of stupidity. In this country, there are parents paying $6.23 for rotting molars in little Jimmy's head. See, now that's just not the way to go here, Karen. And somebody needs to help me with this. Because as somebody who routinely beat my child, Jake, right. I, I don't think I've People ever been misinterpreting you. what I'm saying. I probably should have beat you. Then you'd understand academia. Exactly. But there are parents. Oh, hello, Mrs. Monty. There are parents who are paying their, their children, children. $6.23 for a bum tooth. Bro. Well, what do you, did you wear a flannel today? Dude, I, I, I sent you the picture of my new shirt. I like it. You look very Bro, cute. Bro, you guys need to keep your pictures to yourselves, okay? Hey, baby. Okay. You know, you can keep the pictures to yourselves, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mrs. Monty, $6.23 is the going rate for rotting teeth. Your thoughts? Too much. Way too much. Can you That's kind of what can? I'm saying. Like, I want to understand this, and I don't. And I'll put this graphic back up because I think it is a pertinent one. Uh -huh. First of all, in the comments section, what are you willing to pay for your children's dead teeth falling out of their heads? Because I'm telling you right now, I am never, ever going to pay $6.23 um, for, for, for a tooth. No. Never. No. I might... Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. What'd you say? Because I said something earlier, but it seemed like you didn't hear me. And I tried using my headset to join, and that was not good. Like, okay. it was like a robot. I, you sounded like a robot. So. Okay. That's probably not a good thing. Um, no. What is? What should you... I'm willing to pay a dollar per tooth. I think for a tiny child who doesn't have any concept of money, a dollar is just fine. But six twenty-three, they're like, "Oh, no. it's inflation, bro." To hell it is. No. <laughs> like, first of all, are we still as adults? Do we still want to perpetuate like Santa Claus, the Easter no. Bunny? <laughs> uh, I'm not there anymore. No. no. And I'm just telling you, when you have kids and you make the horrible oh decision God. to let me babysit your children, don't, you know. don't ever bring them over because I will. They will sit in a crappy diaper for days, dude. I don't change no, diapers don't. anymore. No, but they definitely won't believe in Santa Claus anymore. And we won't change their diapers ever. <laughs> My point is, I'm going to tell your kid that Santa Claus is a lie, 
and you're the one borrowing the money from me to buy him Christmas gifts. That's an issue. Why would you do that? That's like, that's like George Klyovkov saying they're going to get $50 million a year. We all know that that's BS. I'll write the message on the back of an envelope for your Damn. child so that they know. No. no, six bucks is way too much. That's dumb. Boyd Lake says a silver dollar unique large Thank to a child. Tough, tougher to lose. Thank you, Boyd. Thank I agree. Perfect. Cyclone even, Steve. You want to get crazy? Do one of those $2 coins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My mother was complaining her 33 cent scrubber is now a dollar for each. Ooh. Uh, you know what? T- inflation is real. Shrinkflation is real. I got one of those um, Amy's pizzas that I like. 10.99. Took it home and took it out. The thing is tiny now. It's got to be like an 8 inch pizza instead of what used to be a 10 inch pizza. I was like, Can you measure it? I'd prefer a 12-inch pizza. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. In I, am a, I am absolutely a child. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel says $1 and two quarters. Uh, nah, okay. bro. Nah, bro. I, do- I think it's a dollar. I love the Boyd Lakes idea. I'm kind of yeah. with Boyd Lake on this. A silver, do- like something unique. I, I think a silver dollar is a great idea. Uh, Cody Strickland says, first of all, oh God, when anytime it starts first off, you're not paying for a tooth. You're giving your child ha- a happy memory. I gave my daughter $10 for her first tooth. The moment she woke up the whole house, uh, the whole house, how happy she was. My fucking ass. Now I'm all about, you know, fun moments, but you have now set yourself up to pay $10 for every freaking Tooth, do you know how many teeth are in her mouth? Your kid's gonna be a baller, and she's gonna. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to inflation stuff. yet. She's gonna be like, <laughs> hold on, let me get the next one. Okay, see, you need to take the flannel off when you do that, because we already know that this is a truck stop show. Right. So you know, you in the flannel. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long week. The no. point is, but here's my other thing, Cody. When and your daughter comes Cody's home and she's like. Now. Like, obviously, Cody's a baller if he's given 10 bucks to two. I'm just saying. No. Here's my question, though. Cody, when your daughter comes home and she's like, Daddy, Jimmy broke up with me. All right. Yeah, here's a 20. I'm not your daddy. (laughs) I'm not your daddy. Be happy. Go Like, that's what this feels like. $10 is insane. That's a lot, bro. No. It doesn't feel like a payoff to me. It feels like. He wanted to really make a moment, but the yeah. problem is you're setting yourself up for failure on that one. What happens yeah. when you what happens when you drop like a five dollar bill on her next time? You don't oh, love me anymore, Daddy. Siblings to just steal other kids' teeth. Yes. And be like, here, I got another one for you. It'd be like, didn't that one already fall out? Hey, man, you want a tooth? I can get you a tooth. Yeah. No yeah, problem. Exactly. Exactly. You're growing a tiny gangster who's now going to start stealing your friend's teeth. That's what but I'm saying. You'll be like, listen. My dad gives 10 bucks for a tooth. I'll give you three because your dad only gives you $1. Boyd Lake only gives you a buck, right? I'll give you three and I keep the other seven. <laughs> now you have a tooth gangster. <laughs> Gregory, mafia. Gregory says, I used to pay my two kids the exact same quarter for tooth after tooth. They would give me the quarter back for safekeeping only to receive it for their next tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. Exactly well right. Played. Exactly right. Um, 
<laughs> Jeremy Callahan says, my kid works at Papa Murphy's. They're all over Iowa. Let's hey. go. Let's go. Giving money. Uh, Ron Nolan says, giving money for dead teeth is, is uh, for fairies. To be the tooth fairies. Right. It's tooth fairies oh, and fairies, and it all works oh. together. You know. Yeah. You know. That's, you, you know. Oh. Um, let's talk real quick about, because um, at some point I'd like to come home and hug you. Uh, let's talk uh, real quick, Lack. Real quick, Lack. Real quick, Lack. About this story with your extended family. Because I think this is fascinating. Jake and I almost had a throwdown at the salad bar at Harmon's today. Stay hard. Um, first of all, he took me on like some adventure through the hood to get me to a Harmon's. Bro, Apple Maps took me where it took me. Yeah. You've got the, you know, hey, I, who can roll through anywhere now? So I don't want to hear way, complaints. By the way, so Jake and I Why meet at the gym. Apple Maps. Never. Jake and I make meet at the gym every morning. So I'm at I'm at um, West. I think it's West Jordan Parkway or North. Whatever. I don't even know. I'm on the Parkway at Fourth West, and the light <laughs> turns green. And somebody in a Subaru WRX STI comes flying around the corner, runs the red light, <laughs> runs the red light like doesn't even slow down. First of all, <clears throat> first of all. I was through the window of danger before the light Oh, turned. you were not. Yes, I was. Stop. My guy rolls up talking to me about, hey, you shouldn't be speeding. You're driving dangerously. What happens if you die? After this guy is the one who does 100 on the way to Vegas every time. Don't hey, talk to me. Do as I say, not as I say. Don't How's talk to me. Speeding ticket? Do as I say. I haven't gotten a ticket for it. That's a lie. I got a 97 at 65. That's it, Skippy. Did you pay that ticket yet, sweetheart? I did pay it. Mm -hmm. All right, good. So we need to find somebody that inherited a bunch of money. Um, so right. Mrs. Monty has a question for me today. She's like, she sent me an article and she's like, hey, hey, man, if somebody in your extended family guys, 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 gets guys. an inheritance or wins the lottery, should you have the balls to ask for some of the money? No, you should not. Like, if, if someone in your family inherited a bunch of money, does it change your relationship with them? And do you feel like you then should have the opportunity to ask them to help you? Because I don't believe that you should be. Now, help is an interesting word. Are you destitute and losing your home? Are you in the poverty conference of the Pac-12 <laughs> and you need a TV deal? Okay, that, that was too much. <laughs> but if you, okay, if you're broke and you're trying to figure out how to put gas in your car, okay, maybe call Aunt Jenny who whose uncle Ron died of syphilis from a hooker and he got life insurance. Okay, cool. Probably a bad example. It's Friday. The point is, yeah, hey, if, you, if, if you know somebody that's a hundred millionaire, okay, cool. Maybe they can pimp you some gas money. But if somebody wins the lottery, please don't call them and be like, hey, dude, you won the lottery. Where's mine? Like, I, I just think that's horrendous. Mm -hmm. But I do think it changes people. And I think that it opens that door where people are like, she can afford that like or he can afford that uh, why you know i can't afford to take that trip but they could afford to take me like I, I think it does change people i would love to know what people think uh if someone you know if you inherited money would it change the dynamic of people in your family oh i don't think there's any doubt it makes people view you differently yeah but the problem is you say yes one time and now everybody's on you if somebody came to me and was like, yeah. hey, dude, I quite literally cannot pay my mortgage. I'm in foreclosure. Can I borrow $100,000? And 
And you've heard me say this before, so I'll say it again. I'm not going to loan you the money with an expectation you're going to pay me back. Yeah, I'm going to give you the $100,000. Don't ever ask me for another penny. Don't ever ask me for another penny. And by the way, I'm going to give you the $100,000. I'd rather wire it to your mortgage company to pay off your house. But right. either way, you do you, but don't ever ask me for more money. Mm -hmm. It's not a loan. It's a gift, and I'm never giving you another penny. Yeah. yeah. Is that too much? I, no, I, I think that's spot on, bro. I'm with it. That's how I would dude. do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can't have, you know, you're right. Like, you say yes to one person, and then all of a sudden everyone wants, you know. And, and then you're never the same. When you say to somebody, hey, I'm going to loan you $5, and then they don't pay you back, and you see them at a family function, how's your relationship with them? Because mm -hmm. the first thing you're going to say to them is, hey, jerky, where's my $5? Can you do something? Right? So right? keep the $5, but don't ever ask me for another penny. That's how I would go about it because kids. you you just made me think of something. When I was like, um, I must have been early twenties. Uh, my glasses broke. I, I think I, I needed to get glasses anyway. And my mom had said that she would, you know, pay for it and I could pay her back. And then from that point on, it was awkward until I paid her back. Yes. Like I feel like with kids, like you just like you either need to be okay with them not paying you back. Yes. Or know that it's going to screw up a relationship, probably. Yep. By the way, we're at 349 likes. Mm. Can somebody please hit the like button to get us to 350? That would be Yeah, remarkable. come on. Just one person? Yeah, I like a thousand of like. you. Go ahead. All 300 of you who have not, please, please do. Uh, Mike Maples says, never letting money come into my family relationships. Too many problems. I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. 100%. Um. Let's see. Greg Romano says, does a degree from Utah mean more than a degree from West Virginia to the vast majority of employers? Okay, that's a no, can of worms. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I totally agree. I work in HR. I, I don't care. Some employers will. Some employers are going to want Ivy League colleges, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Cody Strickland says, life is hard enough, and people need to show love to others in order for life to be better for all. And I think on a very limited level, because I'm telling you what happens is when you let people know you're open for business as a bank, they're going to keep asking you for money mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. going to ruin your family dynamic. So you're better off either saying no or saying, Hey, this is a one-time thing. Here you go. Don't ever ask me for another penny. Yeah. Cause you can't. And if they yeah. come back to you and ask you for more money, you got to shut that down. Yep. hundred percent. So yep. That, yep. that's me. Um, let's see. John Famlor. I thought the advice was have a lawyer set up some kind of trust to claim a lottery prize. I would. Oh, well, yeah, totally. But if it's an inheritance and you don't like, you know, if it's going straight to you, I'm telling it changes. you, I think if you changes. guys are ever, if you guys are ever yeah. curious, if Mrs. Monty and I won the lottery, just know the show will end and you'll never know why. And that'll be the end of that. Much like the pack 12. Yeah. Uh, wow. Facts. You're such a hater. <laughs> uh, but I think that to me, that's how I, I just, I'm not telling people. I, I am not telling people I, I won the lottery. Yeah. You I am just not. Want to disappear. I, I, I'm just, I'm just out. And finally, because you all need a good send off into your weekend. OJ Simpson knows how to tell murderers apart. Did Here's a minute and 15 of OJ Arenthal, James head cutter offer um talking about 
the Murdaugh murder trial. Uh, one thing that I was told by the lieutenant uh, of the sheriff's department uh, when I was incarcerated uh, hmm. in, Many times. In, in one of my cases, and uh, after the police officers had testified in my case, uh, all of the sheriff's department, they ran the jail, not the prison, but they ran the jail, and that's why I was being you know. housed. Uh, they said, you're going home. And I said, well, how can you guys be so sure? They said, when a jury sees somebody is lying, especially police officers, uh, they won't convict. And like it or not, those police officers, it was pretty uh, apparent that they were lying about stuff. Well, Facts. So wait, <laughs> let me get this right, Dick. So the, co the cops in the jail told you the cops who were investigating your murderous alleged ways were lying and that's why you're going home. What you want me to say to them? Not because, you know, the glove didn't fit or, you know, the cops were completely incompetent, but because, you know, when you guys were on the witness stand and they lie and stuff, OJ, you're getting off and... Do we really need OJ Simpson being like, okay, you know, when I was in the hole for... Uh, guys, 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 guys. I mean, I never killed anybody. You know, as a Hall of Famer, I'm I mean, still the killer's getting, still out there. Yeah, I can't go back to L.A. Not because I'm ashamed or I'm embarrassed or, got, or getting served or nothing. The killer's still out there. How do I know he's not coming for me? And I love the fact if you follow OJ on Twitter like I do because I'm a loser. Right. Uh, OJ starts all of his Twitter videos. Hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. And I just. Oh, I, awkward. I cannot, I, I cannot stand him. Yeah. You think and, the Bronco still runs? And for the homie to be like, hey, you know, when I was in jail on one of my cases. Not, not, hey, you know, when they handed it off to me in the backfield or, hey, you know, you know, this time at SC. No, before, when I was in jail. Listen, before I allegedly chopped, almost chopped off Nicole's head and you know. murdered Ron Goldman. Or whatever his name was. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. You know, and before I made him tear down my Rockingham estate because I'm such a crap bag, um, I was in prison. <laughs> like, what, what were you doing, a nickel upstate? No, you almost cut her entire head off, dick. Right? Dude. So now he's like, oh, well, the cops told me because the cops on the stand line, I'm all good. So I was watching this murder trial yesterday, and I was like, man, you're not a good murderer mm -hmm. like me. <laughs> You're not a professional like me. Does anybody care? Mrs. Monty, do you care what o Orenthal James has to say? Oge. No, no. He's a not well person. <laughs> oh, my God. Two Masta I, I literally says, don't care. I, hello, I, I, Twitter I world. <laughs> and that is how OJ says it. He's like, it's your hello, Twitter world. It's yours truly. Hey, Twitter world. And I and, like that when you say two masta, it's like it's pasta. And it, I'm pretty sure it's two mastas. No, it's two masta choli. I'm two hungry. Two masta. Trust me, I'm fat. Two I know masta, food. Like it's two pasta. masta choli. I like two pasta. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's two masta. Uh, Co Cody Strickland says, OJ Incident, I watched the movie on Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. I don't know. Oh I, I just, I yeah, whatever. Yes, I saw that. Paul McNaught. McNaught. Said Murdaugh got two life oh, sentences today. That guy's such a liar. Did you watch the documentary on that? Maybe we should watch that this weekend. I didn't know there was a Paul Murdaugh documentary. I watched oh, yeah. some oh, yeah. of the footage from the trial. 
and the trial was just like watching him just such a liar and all of it. And then they're like, Oh, so you weren't there. Are you sure you weren't there? You're really sure you weren't there. Oh, here, let us give you all the evidence that you were there. Jackass. Yeah. Jackass. (laughs) Exactly. They should be able to play drops in court. It'd be much more entertaining. It would be. I I totally agree. Well, Mrs. Monty, it's always a pleasure to see you. Appreciate you uh, joining the showgram on a Friday even though you would give all of our lottery winnings away to the church of your mom's choice, I'm like, hey, man. Well, she would give it all to Dion. By I the mean, way, if you missed the show yesterday. Are you feeling okay? So the show ended yesterday night, and we're sitting here doing post-production, sweating our taints off because it was like 100 degrees dude, in here. Dude, it was bad. So we talked about televangelists yesterday on the show. We were sitting there watching all the old school TV clips of all these televangelists because Jesus Christ said to give me money and I will save the world. You just have to no, like you- snap out of it a little bit. It is Tootin amazing Tilton. to watch. If you haven't watched Tootin Tilton, just Google, just YouTube search Tootin Tilton and you will laugh. You will it laugh uncontrollably. No, you've got to watch Benny Hinn because you sent me down oh. a black hole of Benny Hinn. And Benny Hinn would do this thing. This do it. This is why you, you got home late? Because you were busy watching Benny Hinn videos? No, I was depressed over some stuff that had gone down. But that's not really Sorry the point. By the that. point was that Benny Hinn was like, you're saved. You're healed. And he's like smacking people in the forehead. They're not saved, idiot. They're brain dead now because you hit them in the forehead with a hammer. Think like, that's hippo? Televangelists, go down the black hole on YouTube because it is wildly entertaining. Amen. Amen, my brethren. <laughs> now call that note, and it's great because it's still people talking on like real landline telephones. And you like how they have all the oh, ringing yeah. phones in the background like it's a sound effect? Oh. And the sad anyway. thing is most of those phone calls were probably real and people were giving their harder money. So Yes, my grandmother was one of them. <laughs> Dude, so bad. Yeah. Um, so bad. All right. That's it. Show's over. Mrs. Motsi, appreciate you. It's the Um, weekend. Jake, appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you sometimes, Jake, but not all the time. Um, Okay. Bye. Make sure you click the uh, free sample link of Bucked Up down in the description below. Get three free samples from Bucked Up and the best shaker you've ever had. It's free, though. Ship it right to your door. You want to buy some some pre-workout? Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase. Buckedup.com. Until Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.